Okay, I'm going to get started. Uh, good morning. Uh, good morning, Nevet. Uh, good morning who, to those whoever is going to listen to this podcast uh, in the future. Today is January the 8th. 2023. So today's topic is a little bit uh, uh, spontaneous because uh, I started this show in April last year, and by based on the incident, I called it the Black Rage shooting. The uh, Black Rage shooting uh, I started back in April because there was a shooting incident. Now I've kind of forgot exactly where it happened, but basically someone shot up. At workplace, five different peoples. So in the U.S., uh, it is considered a mass shooting when the shooting victims numbers five or more. So, surely enough, you know, uh, as we know, uh, you know, in in the Ukraine war, uh, 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 Putin declared a Christmas ceasefire because uh, Russian Christmas is on January the 6th, I believe, or, or the 7th. Well, in America, the gun violence never stops. They don't take a ceasefire. They actually accelerate. Sure enough, uh, there is uh, a another mass shooting. Eight people died. Basically, seven victims plus the shooter who committed suicide. So as I have said, Gun violence is the indicator of how broken our justice system has been, period. There's nothing you can say to evade that, okay? If the U.S. justice system is that great, if our laws are so great, if our law enforcement are so great, if our courts are so great, we are not going to have this many mass shootings, okay? And uh, so, sure enough, I believe on the, uh, I'm trying to look at the date. I think it's on January the 6th, uh, I have posted a picture. Uh, this uh, hate family, H-A-I-G-H-T family in Southern Utah, for some reason, uh, I guess the wife filed for divorce Late December, maybe two weeks ago, and on January the 5th, the husband uh, killed one, two, three, four, five of their children and his wife and the mother of his wife. So it amounts to eight people who get shot and died. So that's a mass shooting. Believe it or not. As I said in the past, no one talks about this kind of mass shooting. And you ask, why? Right? Isn't it? Are these same victims? Oh, by the way, they are white. They are white victims. Uh, by the way, these are five children. See how cute they are? I mean, I posted a picture on today's episode. How cute they are? Do they deserve to die at the turn of 2023? They don't. Why the media never talk about it, right? So I want to talk about that. Again, this is going to go back how broken our justice system is, okay? It's so bad. In other words, the judicial white privilege is so bad, it hurts the white people also. 
All right. So now back to the gun violence, as I said, it's an indicator that our justice system does not work. So I actually look it up. There is a website called Gun Violence Archive. Gun Violence Archive, all three words spelled as one word, dot org is their website. I literally just look up 20 minutes before the start of today's show. On January the, apparently on January the 7th, there's another mass shooting uh, on this website. I'm looking at it now. They call it incident number 2497502 on January the 7th in North Carolina in the city of High Point. It gives out the address, number of killed, five. So I look it up. Okay, this is a brand new. I just got this news today, 20 minutes ago. Here's the news. I'm going to read it. It's from the News and the Observer. I guess this is a North Carolina newspaper. Five found dead. People were screaming for help in North Carolina murder-suicide, police say. That's the title of the, this is the title of the article. So not only in Utah, eight people died of gun violence in a murder-suicide due to a family issue, being the wife filed a, 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 I guess, a, a petition for divorce or some, some sort. I did not dig into that, but I just know it's a family law related. At the same time, I mean, two days later, five was were found dead in a murder-suicide. Okay, I'm going to read about this a little bit because just to, to the point that this North Carolina incident is also a family issue related. Okay, so I'm going to read about that. Police found two adults and three young youth dead in a home in High Point on Saturday morning after reporting to after responding to reports of people screaming for help. Police are investigating the death as a murder-suicide, according to a High Point Police Department. News release. The age of the children or juveniles have not been made public. Just after 7 a.m., officers went to the 2700 block of Mosey Meadow Drive after getting 911 calls about two people running down a neighbor's street screaming for help, according to police and news reports. There were two adults running down the street screaming that they needed help, High Point Police Captain Matt Truitt told WFMY on Saturday. Officers came upon a man and a woman who said they needed help. Police then forced their way into a home at 2734 Mosey Meadow Drive, where they found the five people dead. Police has say no threat to the community exists, meaning this is not a shooting up down the street incident. This is shooting within a home. Police haven't released the names of those found dead and said they continue to investigate the killing. Okay, so that at this point, you can probably figure out this is another, I call it uh, intrafamilial killing. Intrafamilial killing, meaning and commit suicide. 
And this is not an isolated incident. Again, in 2023 alone, we already experienced two incidents. One, eight dead. Second, five dead. In today's episode, I have posted other links that I just randomly collect, collected of this type of incident. Okay, so this type of incident happens quite often. If you tally up this, uh, uh, the, the, those who are killed, they actually amount to a pretty huge number on a yearly basis. Remember this, this kind of mass killings, the mainstream media usually don't talk about it. I have said already, our justice system is basically, it's a platform for the legal profiteers. That means the judges and the lawyers who make a profit. Justice is not what they pursue. Profit is what they pursue. So mainstream media knows very well, this kind of mass shooting should not be investigated. Okay? There's a lot of reason for that. I mean, it's too bad William is not on today because I'm going to talk about the Sandy Hook uh, shooting also a little bit. Because something in Sandy Hook, they never investigate. It's similar. So I'll tell you right now. In Sandy Hook mass shooting, as we know, the gunman went to the elementary school, killed a whole bunch of kids and teachers and all that. But nobody talks about who is the first victim. The first victim is the shooter's mother. The shooter shot his mother dead while she was asleep. That is the shooter's first victim. Now, why with all the Sandy Hook investigation, yada, 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 by the state, by the federal, all the hearings in Congress, yada, 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 nobody asks why the shooter shoot, shot his own mother. Right, so that actually is somewhat different from today's topic. Okay, so I so I'm going to talk about today's topic is that the judicial white privilege actually is 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 harming the white communities just as bad. All right, so before I get into that, which you know, which actually is going to be short. I want to go through some of the uh, news update, okay? So, so one of the news update is about TikTok. I had an episode in the past that uh, talked about uh, this called uh, white ethicism. Ethicism is the word I created. It's like uh, the truthism, the word truthism invented by Stephen Colbert when he's having this... Uh, a uh, 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 Comedy Central show, I think Colbert Report. He invented the word truthism. So I invented the words called the ethicism, especially white ethicism. In that white ethicism episode, I talk about this guy who self uh, uh, is a self-claimed technology ethicist. He is on 60, CBS 60 Minutes, alleging, accusing TikTok is the fentanyl version, it's the digital fentanyl that China exported to the United States. 
Okay, he called the TikTok version in China is called the spinach version, meaning spinach is very healthy, is very good. He called the American version. By the way, American version is the same with any other country except China, I guess, because the TikTok version is same in Vietnam, in I guess in、uh, Cuba, in Europe, in America. He called the TikTok version in the U.S. It's a fed, digital fentanyl. So. Fair enough. I mean, sure enough. After I have made that thing, I, I, like I always said, the white supremacist, the white privileges—that's their their flow of things. This is what their workflow. They first proclaim themselves to be、uh, standing on the higher moral grounds, critiquing other races, critiquing businesses only owned by other races, critiquing. The conduct by other races, treat,、uh, accuse them to be somewhat below civilized standards and stuff like that, and then they will come up with a law to go after the racial minorities. And when when it's needed, they will use violence. They will use guns. Just remember, the colonialism would not have existed if not for the fact that the Western world has a better military power. Period. Right, that's how we wipe out the Native Americans. That's how we go to Africa and grab the slaves. Of course, with other trick of the trades and all that. So, sure enough, after this so-called white activist accused TikTok to be the digital fentanyl, all of a sudden the、uh, You know the 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 TikTok now becomes the target in congressional hearings from both parties and yada yada yada. Okay, now I want to remind. First of all, what I said is correct. Now the、oh, by the way, Trump used to、uh, plan to force a sale of TikTok to some kind of Western companies or that back in the twenty twenties、uh, or twenty nineteens. I forgot what year. A federal judge in the Washington D.C. federal court stopped him. Okay, so what I'm trying to say is this: when it comes to anti-China、uh, policy, when it comes to anti-Chinese co-、uh, policies and laws in this country, all the white people celebrate. Almost all the white people, white parties celebrate that. Doesn't matter whether you're Republican or Democrat. Okay, they just love it. Okay, so. So, 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 so. Let me so say it again. Legally speaking, you cannot force the sale of TikTok. But I want to step back a little bit more. TikTok, being a social media platform, was never involved with the censorship of the U.S. Uh, 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 residents who is going to vote in the state and the federal elections. TikTok, being owned by a Chinese company. Need not to kowtow to the deep state. In my opinion, we should have a more foreign-owned social media companies, unlike Facebook, unlike、uh, Instagram, unlike Twitters. These foreign-owned companies actually have to stand up to the U.S. government. And say no, we don't get involved with your internal affairs. We will never do anything to switch to swing to sway in any direction, up and down, left or right. 
who is going to be the next president or who is going to be the next senator, who is going to be the next governor and all that. We're not, right? So the, uh, this is what I always said. The white atheism, the racial oppression in this country since the beginning of this country is never an accident. It is a, a grand conspiracy by the white supremacists or white privileges, period. They get it all figured out. It's almost the same exact mode of operation. They first accused the Native Americans not using their land, you know, being a savages. Therefore, they're going to make laws. You know, William have shown me, you know, even religiously by, by the Christian teaching that it's okay for Christians to take over the native lands, right? And for the Afri African slaves, we the Christian, especially the white Christian, is going there to bring them to America for to better their lives because they live in a savage world. So, so more morality-wise, the whites must establish that. It's always that workflow. It's always that mode of operation. So it's never a accident. It's not a mistake. It's not a tragedy. It's a crime against humanity, plain and simple. It's conspired. Yes, the, the records is there. The same with this TikTok. So before I move on uh, to the next one, uh, Nevek, you want to you chime in here? Uh, okay. Um, I, 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 was, I, was, I was just interested in the the goal um, of of uh, of the topic and and um, what is what is being white exactly uh, because that definition kind of sometimes change not all people were seen as that racially um, because you know like you you have in group out group changes and. I think socially constructing is really behind profit-driven motive for power at the end of the day. And people would use social identity constructs in a way to divide and conquer. And I get what you're saying. Um, what could hurt be done at one group could transfer over into hurting another group because they're both in the same boat. Like as if you're doing one thing to hurt black working class, hard working class. Well, there are also hard working white class. I, I kind of get where you're kind of coming from there and where oh, yeah. laws, yes, operation. laws yes. in one mm -hmm. can transfer into an other. And I see, I kind of, I kind of see, the strategy there I, I i that's how come i don't really focus on identity too much because identity a lot of times it's constructed to to, to put against an other identity is just manufactured yes. okay let, let me let me stop you here uh, so i think i get your point so i'm going to separate them and then you'll tell me you disagree okay so you asked i think uh primary two questions. One is that, what is the end game of either today's episode of, of this show? Uh, 
To that, I actually already talked about it in the past. Mm-hmm. I, I believe there's a f- need for fundamental reform of our justice system. And uh, now for the end game of today's episode, I'm going to talk about at the conclusion of you know how to prevent this kind of mass shooting that mainstream media never talks about. Right, uh, like I said already, because of the profiteering, legal profiteering scheme behind it, which I'm going to explain. Now about the identity, racial identity, you're correct. I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh-huh. I actually want to do a specific episode. I will ha- be happy to invite you to chime in. Uh, in my research, I have clearly, uh, carefully studied. I wish one day I would ask uh, this uh, uh, Katie Helper one day, because I know she's Jewish. I have learned this, okay, which I could be wrong. Jewish people, not all the Jewish people consider them to be white. 50% of the Jewish people consider white. 50% of them consider themselves as a Semite. Okay, now I want to do a specific episode about what does it mean to be white, especially in the word white I used here in the show called the judicial white. Did you see what happened to Judith Whoopi Goldberg when she wasn't seen? No, not Judy. No, no, just by literally by scientifically where these Jewish people comes from. Are they really white or are they really Semites? Okay, because uh, w- remember there's been a back slash like a, they consider uh, Katie Helper like an anti-Semite because she accused Israel to be like somehow uh, is uh, like an apartheid and all that, right? Now, I'm not in though. I never involved myself in those discussions for the reasons that I don't know for that for sure. Okay, so going back to your point is this. I said, I think you have brought two valid points. Like I said, one I'm going to address at the conclusion. One is that I want to do a specific episode. What do you mean by being white in the word judicial white privilege? Right, I, I do I do want to attend that, that to that. I'm not, my, right now, off the cuff, answer is that if you look at that map that I always repeatedly emphasize, it's called the moral and the political chart of the inhabited world. This is a, this is a map, a school teaching material back in the 1826. I believe that map defines the color. Okay, but however, like I said, especially to the Jewish people, you know, I want to discuss, you know, for example, I would love to have a Jewish listener come in and say, hey, I did a lot of soul searching in this topic, whether a Jew is a Semite or a white person, right? I would love to. I mean, I don't know whether Amanda is a Jewish person or not. I don't know whether July is a Jewish person or not. Remember and, when fact go ahead. said the Holocaust wasn't about race and people blew up on her and she's like, what the hell? Like, they're white. And, there's the, and they're, they're saying, you don't get it. Like, Hitler's reasoning was by seeing them as another race. So it, I, I get what you're saying, but like, uh, it, it, it was it was racial because they were identified as different. And, and, and she was like, not getting it. And yeah, this is, this is why, this is one of the reasons I have never done an episode as such. I mean, you're correct. You know, when I use the word judicial white privilege, I probably should have define what white mean here, right? Uh, just remember this is that I always want to go by 
a case or a few cases, right? So, so, so this is, uh, you know, hey, good morning, William. I hope I'm not going to upset you. I'm going to uh, repeat what I said uh, to the other audience, but at the end, and we can have a discussion, okay? It's about Sandy Hook. Uh, thank you for joining me. Hello, Amanda. Hello, July. So, so, so let me move on, uh, Nevek, if you don't mind. You know, of course, you, you, you're more than happy to, uh, to, to jump back in. So the next, so this is a TikTok. Uh, oh, by the way, like I said already, I think I mentioned in this show, uh, Trump is the person, president responsible to launch this thing called the, the China Initiative. Since then, I'm told 1,400 Chinese uh, professors of a Chinese heritage in the U.S. has left or are planning to leave the United States. That, in my opinion, is the biggest brain drain that U.S. ever experienced. Nobody talks about it because everyone is willing to be anti-Chinese. You know, I kind of remember that uh, a, a famous German uh, uh, saying that he he basically this guy regret he never fought out of Hitler because he said at first they came after the Unionists, then they uh, come after the Communists, then they uh, come after the Jews. That now they are co coming after me as well. So what I'm trying to say is this: like Benjamin Franklin said. When you fight a, 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 a tyranny, you either hand together or you be hand separately, right? So to me, the white privilege is against every single racial minority. Even though today's topic is about how white judicial white privilege harms the white people. You're, hitting, you're kind of getting somewhere because you divide commonality amongst men in identity and you get power and then that use that power to get, get the next person. And the next thing you know, you have authoritarianism oppressing everybody. Exactly, exactly. And so, people so, get the mm -hmm, big Yeah, people, yeah exactly. Well, let me finish. Basically, TikTok is actually, back then, is a part of the China Initiative by Donald Trump. Okay, think about it. Now Biden is the president. He is actually doing worse. The, the, the only person who, uh, the only remaining leader of that thing called the China Initiative, guess who he is? The FBI director, Christopher Wray. Every, you know, every fucking person in this, in this country hates Christopher Wray. Republicans and Democrats all hate him. That, you know, you are talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene and the BLM called for defunding FBI. I feel the same way. Okay, so so what I again the purpose of this show is just to show you those who are hidden, who are hidden by the mainstream media, who are hit, uh, which are hidden by the white privileges because they don't want you to see all these shit. They're bad. They're bad. Once again, I'm I'm not even on TikTok myself. Okay, I thought a TikTok is for single mothers show their breasts to the world. Because according to a comedian that I, I follow, you know, you know, I have no problem for state government and federal government to ban usage of TikTok or Facebook or Instagram. I, I, I'm not against that. But I'm entirely against to 
demonizing anything that are remotely affiliated, or either affiliated or remotely affiliated with the Chinese. That's what they do. You know, it, it never changed. I mean, back then, I remember to accuse your political opponents, one of the most effective way to accuse your political components is to say that he has a black blood in his family trees. <laughs> Do you believe that? I mean, this still happens today. Just guilt by association. You are, you are less moral, less legal, less worthy when you are associated with a particular race and ethnicity. That's what these white supremacists does, including the mainstream media, right? So the second uh, uh, news update I want to share with you, which I talk about it already, it's the student loan forgiveness program. Okay, now I think uh, people are waking up. It says that that actually is a trick by Joe Biden to motivate young voters to vote for Democrats during the midterm election, and the young voters did come out in droves to support the Democrats. But guess what? After it's over, this student loan relief is, uh, is something dead in the water, <laughs> okay? Because it's never, never legit. In fact, I think I just heard yesterday, uh, Bernie Sanders and uh, AOC back way back has a proposed it has this has to be done in a higher educational bill to forgive those students loans you cannot just have a president to sign up say i'm going to forgive all these uh, home loans these uh, student loans or car loans it doesn't work that way only the congress has the power on the finance the president does not have that power, period. Joe Biden is a lawyer. He's been on the Judiciary Committee for fucking ages, decades, right? You think he doesn't know that? He knows it, okay? He just play you a trick, okay, young people? Just like a JFK call on all the young people, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Now go to Vietnam for me. That's what JFK does. All right. So, so, so that's a little trick that now is coming up. Not so good. The, uh, the, 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 uh, the next, uh, the next topic I want to talk about is, is Kevin McCarthy. Okay. There's a lot of uh, things happened for with this uh, Kevin McCarthy's election to be the uh, House Speaker. I enjoy tremendously. I always said, I enjoy seeing them fight like a hell because that shows the corruption, the absolute, so absolute corruptness of our democracy. Like I always said, American democracy is, should be probably called white majoritarian democracy. It has to have that label. It's not that we don't have non-white people. We do. But it is the whites who make the law, it's the whites who enforce the law, and it's the whites to administer the law, right? The reason I want to bring up this uh, Kevin McCarthy is this. Congress is not an angel in this so-called democracy, all right? So I want to sh just share with you is that last time, 
the Congress had a huge problem of electing a speaker. I heard. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not. I'm not a liberal, a liberal uh, art learning uh, uh, major person. Okay. I heard it is in the nineteen uh, in the 1850s. Okay, that's the last time when the Congress has a problem to get a speaker of the House. And guess when? What happened during that time? It's the time when the Congress, in violation of the Constitution, enacted a law called the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850. It is my humble opinion, which I actually have proof, that Fugitive Slave Act of 1850 is the root cause of a civil war. Because that law allowed white people from the South to go to the North and go after white people, not black people, white people in the North who dare to protect the fugitive slave. That changed the whole equation. When the whites is going after whites, that changed the entire equation. So it's not like I respect Congress. No, I don't. Congress is a piece of shit too in this white majoritarian democracy. So, see, the Congress who started the Civil War, who, who authorized the Vietnam War? Remember the Gulf of Tonkin Resolution? You think who made that law? It was benefiting whites. It wasn't the elites were the ones that were benefiting. It was putting whites in a situation to compete against free labor into poverty and where you can't have a you can't necessarily work because you have a person that will do it for free. So you're probably better off becoming, uh, you know, you, it, 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 it puts you in a position of being beholden to. So it takes away the, the, the oppression of another takes away your pressure, takes away your freedom. And, 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 and the only way you can to get security is probably to become a, a slave or work for pretty much nothing, and where you you're you're in a situation of indentured servitude. It's really going back to serfdom. It's it's kind of like make it's like it's like America is going back in the direction of monarchism, and monarchs was backing that. Monarchs in Britain was backing the the, the South because okay, they, I'll, I'll 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 stop you. I'll stop you there okay. because you're going a little bit long and it's off topic. And I'll, I'll but I'm going to address what you said. Okay, I want to emphasize so you understand why I only uh, focus on one thing, one thing only. Uh, you know, it's about the legality and the constitution. I'm not talking about the indentured labor or slave, the economic effect of different people. I'm not talking about that, okay? I'm talking about this. Does the constitution back then allow a white person owning a slave or a horse or a pig go to the north and go after another white person, literally have a gun and break into his house, say, Where's my slave? In plain and simple language, the Constitution does not allow a sudden slave owner to go to any home in the North, a white person's home, for his slaves. If a slave is like a cow or a horse who escaped, you cannot blame a human being for that the escape of a horse or a pig because slave is a stock animal under your own definition. Like if you lose your cat and you find out that cat is somewhat wandering on your neighbor's home, 
Do you dash and break into that neighbor's home and get a gun and point to his or her head saying, how dare you steal my cat? It does not allow you to do that. So that's why I'm solely focused that it went too far. I'm not disagreeing with you, Navet. It's a separate topic. What I'm trying to say, the Congress, why they are so stupid enough to say, I'm going to pass this law to allow whites in the north, uh, in south to go after the whites in the north. Why did they do that? So this is why I said Congress is no angel. So let me continue. The Congress started the Vietnam War, right? The Congress, remember, a lot of Vietnam vets, when they received this thing called the Congressional Medal of Honor, which is a pretty highest honor for someone to receive, they show up on the steps of the Congress. They throw the damn medals back. Why? Because Congress is partially responsible of the Vietnam War. Who started the mass incarceration of African-Americans and Hispanics? Remember the 1994 omnibus crime bill? Who made that bill? Well, individually, it's Joe Biden. But collectively, it's the Congress, right? And who made the Chinese, Chinese Exclusion Act? And the other version of the Chinese Exclusion Act. How embarrassing it is when the Congress saying, we are not going to allow any Chinese to be involved in the international space program. Now China has its own space, inter, uh, uh, space station. How embarrassing. Of course, there's a saying, whites have no shame. Who authorized the deep state to wiretap Americans? It's the Congress who enacted the Patriots Act. Isn't that right? Everybody's nowadays complaining about Twitter censoring the Americans who authorized the social media companies, including Facebook, TikTok, to censor Americans. It's called the Section 230, right, of the Communication Whatever Act. Who did that? It's the Congress. So Congress is not your angel. Congress is just one branch of government who are equally capable to break laws. Like I always said, why I want to do this judicial white privilege, not the white privilege in Congress, and in the why I don't talk about corrupt police, because the judiciary is supposed to be the gatekeeper, the ultimate decider on the legality of things. Right? So, so that's something, you know, you know, is what I want to quickly touch um, out of this uh, Kevin McCarthy's election to the Speaker of the House. Uh, I'm not against Kevin McCarthy, just like I'm not against Nancy Pelosi. You know, they will do what they have to do, right? We, we uh, People are very upset, especially those uh, Freedom Caucus people, very upset about the insider trading by the congressmen and women to ben financially benefit themselves. Is that fair? Absolutely not. Remember Martha Stewart, who's had to sit, sit in jail for that? Well, by the way, but you're in the government. It's okay for you to do that, right? How ironic. 
So, you know, so another news, of course, uh, is go back to this uh, gun violence again. Now, we know that this is a six-year-old shooter teacher in Virginia. Again, I want to know what happened. I want to know, like uh, at the start of the show, I called it, it's called a black rage shooting. Okay, basically, blacks, in my opinion, are mentally damaged. Profoundly, generationally, by the racial oppression. Okay, I have read this history. It's pretty bad. Another group, Native Americans. Okay, we know there's a serious alcoholism in the Native uh, uh, on the reservations. We know of that. Okay, so I have said when there's a shooting, that means there's unresolvable grievances, grievances by the shooter. I want to know what's the grievances of this six-year-old. Well, needless to say, in you know, one of the episodes I want to do, uh, hopefully with Amanda and some teachers, is this. How do you teach judicial white privilege in a classroom? At what age that is appropriate to teach that? Well, this is what I'm going to guess. This case, this is totally my, my guess, okay? I can be entirely wrong. Maybe this six-year-old find out it's always the teacher who make the rule, who enforce the rule, and who adjudicate the rule in a classroom. Okay, so this is where I have said earlier, in a white majoritarian democracy, it's always the whites who make the law, always the whites who enforce the law, and always the whites to administer the law. Maybe this kid got upset. I don't know. I'll find out. But for a six-year-old to shoot the teacher, that's really, really some serious grievances, uh, grievances there. You know, we're going to find out. Right, so today going back is the white victims of this judicial white privilege. And, uh, and uh, I have said earlier, this shooting in January the 5th, this year, in Utah, where eight people died of gun violence. Plus, two days later, in North Carolina, in January the 7th, which is yesterday, five people killed by guns under the same circumstances. Can I ask you a quick question? Let, let me finish this, and I'll, I'll get back to you, okay? Because I'm, I'm almost done with the introduction. So I want to talk about very, very frequently used the word in the international affairs. It's called a decoupling. Okay, Neve, I'm going to ask you, what, what's another word for decoupling? Separate. Any, uh, any other? Uh, yeah, go ahead. That's not the exact word. Anyone who can post your, your answer in the, in the chat. What's well, the uh, synonym of a decoupling? Separate. Anyone? That was wrong. William, uh, you are close. You, you're actually close. You are like 85% there, but that's not the word I'm looking for. Okay, well, uh, well I want to respond to Mace. 47 minutes, you're still done with it. Yes, I am, because a lot happened. Eight people killed in Utah by guns. Mainstream media is not reporting it. Five people killed in North Carolina yesterday. Nobody talks about it. And the root cause of those are actually pretty straightforward. Okay, which I'm that's going to be sure. 
Okay, so now I'm going to talk about what's decoupling means the US want to decouple from China. The West must decouple from Russia of his. The other word for decoupling is called a divorce. That's my favorite word. <laughs> it's my favorite word today. Okay, so it almost seems like the mainstream media loves to have a people and to have a country to decouple among each other. The more decoupling, the more conflicts, the more death, the more losses, and more news to report. I'm trying to be a little bit a smart ass here, okay? So decoupling, it's the same thing as called divorce in your personal life, okay? You end up in the Ukraine when West is decoupling from Russia and set up its own white civilization, separate from Russia, separate Christmas and all that. It's called decoupling. It ends up with a mass killing on the battlefields of Ukraine. In this country, internally, as if it's a chicken come to roost, we in this country, when we decouple, we kill each other. All right? So it seems to me the West really loves decoupling and divorce. I do know that divorce lawyers love that. So does of Russia, course. though. I'm sorry? So does Russia, though. I know, but I don't know why the Russia will do this kind of a killing. I call it intrafamilial killing. Okay, so I'm done with my uh, introduction. Uh, William, thank you for joining me. So I want to tell you one thing, right? Because I, uh, I don't get upset, William. I want to give you uh, It's about Sandy Hook now. Sandy Hook is a mass killing, right? We know that. So I know, William, you, you don't believe Sandy Hook ever happened. I respect your opinion. But I want to show you one angle. Feel free to call in. Uh, I'm going to make you a speaker so you know others can call in. I uh, 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 just hold, hold your horse in the vet. So uh, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is this. Uh, if you deny Sandy Hook ever happened, do you believe Adam Lanzer, the purported uh, shooter of Sandy Hook, ever exists? Is that a human being? William, please uh, call in if you want to. Do you believe and Adam Lanzer himself is completely made up? Uh, Nivet, could you make yourself, uh, make, make, make yourself the, uh, Nivet, please accept to be the speaker so William can call in, because uh, I want to have a conversation with William. Okay, now I'm going to take you, William. How are you doing, Peter? Can you hear me okay? Yes, William, yes. Uh, now, yes, finally, I, I, was, yes. I heard your question. Yeah. Let me address it this way. First of all, in the live chat, I put a lot of references and corroborating evidence of my position. Number one, before we go anywhere, the FBI crime table, table eight for 2012 state and city for Connecticut, Newtown Sandy Hook shows zero murders. I didn't write the crime table. The FBI did. Mm -hmm. That's the first link. If, mm -hmm. And I've sent this to you. Mm -hmm. So first of all, 
They haven't changed it. It's been 10 years. They, they updated that quarterly. It has not been changed. Anyone can load the link, go to the third column over from the left. You'll see murders and um, what they call homicides. I forget, like car accident type homicides. You know, uh, not negligent, under murder and negligent homicides. Um, you, you go down to Newtown because Sandy Hook is a village. It, it's not a town. I grew up in, I live in Connecticut. Okay. And I went to Camp Whippewag as a kid in Newtown. My mother used to try and get rid of us during the summer buses up to summer camp. So anyway, so you will see zero. Again, the very first thing is we have to address that because everything goes from there. And if you can't, re I, I don't see how anybody could take a stand from there forward with that being there and you could find it yourself it took quite a lot for me to navigate I had to go to the fbi crime site and there's all different options and navigation options and it took me about a half hour because i kept running into roadblocks i'm like no i i want to find the murder rate for this cities in connecticut 2012 and pop 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 and finally through a series of attempts and <laughs> failing okay got it well uh, i appreciate your charming and uh, I'm going to uh, lay out a, uh, a rebuttal of what you well, just said. Let me, let okay. me finish. But be, okay. That's the very first straw. Okay. 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 Please be quick because I understand well, what you're saying. Okay. Then you know what? Maybe we need to have a separate room because this is this is not something that I can cover in two minutes. I mean, okay. okay this, look that, at, that, the, look at the links. I've covered yeah, it you with have, you. I've DM'd you. Yeah. Yep. Okay, okay, at the end, a lot of people who are calling hosts, and everybody wants to jump on me rather than take the time, look at the four-year hearing. The four-year hearing by Wolfgang okay, uh, Hartley. Uh, William, William I, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry, William. Uh, let's do a separate room for that, please. And Because uh, I want to... Well, you just disparaged me as if somehow you're questioning my judgment. I have a no, thank I'm you not. letter from the... Let me finish. You just did it. Okay. And you've, you've used words in this call-in room like my transgressions, which in the English language would, if you read the dictionary definition, puts me in a bad light. I don't appreciate that. Okay. I don't think I, I ever would, put you in a bad light, but please continue. Well, that, that word does. I have not transgressed anything. I've had every criminal case dropped as I've exposed corruption in this state uh, every single time. So that's not transgression. That's me being a civil rights advocate, just like Dozinger. And this is exactly what happened here. So at any rate, what I, you want to carry on and then you want to pick up with me later. I could break down the FOIA hearing line by line. I could break down the statutes that yes. are violated for statute limitations. It is my purpose. Okay. It is my purpose. It is my purpose. Right, but the, you don't want to talk about the legal aspects and the statutes, but you want to come up with a blanket statement based on, how about the Smith Monetization Act of 2012? You want to address that one with me? Let's go there, because that's all no, about no, no, domestic no. propaganda being initiated and signed into law, into legislation when they lifted the ban on the Smith Month Act of 1948, which prevented domestic propaganda, which, of course, they did anyway. But now Obama signed the Modernization Act 2012, the same year Sandy Hook baked into the NDAA of 2013. I mean, wow. Okay, so what do you want to talk about? Uh, I would like to continue, and uh, we can catch up uh, after this, if you don't, if you don't mind. Well, but take my name out of your disparaging comments, as if I'm mis uh, assessing Sandy Hook. Start with the FBI crime table. When we talk next, I request you do a room on this with me and make it public. Oh, no problem.
Thank you. No problem. So I just want to, uh, I would like to just continue with uh, uh, what I have is, uh, in mind is this. Sorry, I was uh, got sidetracked a little bit. Because so on the Sandy Hook is this. I'm actually uh, first assume that the Sandy Hook Elementary School had never experienced a mass shooting and no one died there. Okay, I want to make that assumption first. So here's my counter argument. We have all seen the picture of a house owned by Nancy Lanza, the mother of the shooter. Because this to today's topic is about intrafamilial killing, meaning the family members killing each other. Okay, I'm not talking about someone go to an elementary school to shoot someone uh, in the elementary school. I'm going to focus just on intrafamilial killings. We have seen a property, pretty nice property, in somewhere in Connecticut, belongs to Nancy Lancer. I believe Nancy Lancer's former husband is Peter Lancer. Lancer, Peter Lancer worked for GE Finance. His, uh, I think his child support is about $25,000 per month. Remember, it's per month, $25,000 per month. All these, we have, should have a records, court records. We should have a financial records. That property owned by Nancy Lancer, he should have a property records. Lancers has two boys. Uh, one is autistic, the other is not. Okay, it should have records on that property address. Okay, the mainstream media never investigate this. The very first victim of the shooting on December the 12th, probably in the elementary school where we have a dispute here, which I'm not going to talk about. The very first victim happened on that property. Basically, Nancy Lancer reportedly was killed by a shotgun while she was asleep. So, so there is a property there owned by a couple who are divorced and separated. Lancer is the name. Okay. So what I want to show the audience today is not about whether the kids in the elementary school got killed or not. It's whether there is an intrafamilial killing to start with. Okay? Because people can deny nothing, no kids died there in the elementary school. But my question is that, is there property records, bank transfers of a child support? And the fact that there used to be a woman being the mother there who were killed while she was asleep. And why? The mainstream media would not cover that. Because any mass shooting is a, a, a prop to instigate another debate to take away the Second Amendment. I will say, you want, if you want to take a Second Amendment, go have a referendum. Don't try to manufacture some kind of a consent. I personally know the Second Amendment is there for a reason. I have said it in the past. 
Okay. So now with that said, I'm going to go to quickly. I know Macy's upset. Why I don't cut to the chase? Because actually the root cause of this intrafamilial mass shooting, meaning using a gun to mass shoot, shut up your own children. It's pretty, pretty tragic. It's very, very deviate. Right? How'd that happen? So I think, I, I don't know whether I posted it up. You can Google it. If you go to Amazon.com, you can Google this book. It's a Kindle version. It's an electronic version. It's called the Judicial War on Man. Judicial War on Man. I want to emphasize, during this show, I don't take sides, okay? I, you know, I don't take any sides. If you're a conspiracy theorist, whatever, fine. I will hear your theory, but I'm not going to take sides. I will have my own critical thinking, okay? So I don't take sides. So this guy wrote a book, Dr. Nelson, uh, Eric Nelson. He wrote this book about so-called, basically abuse, judicial abuse in the family courts in this country, okay? So he, uh, he, uh, you know, you can just look at, he has some podcasts, he has some YouTube, uh, Eric Nelson, uh, N-E-L-S-O-N. His book pretty much explained it all. Remember I said earlier, it's all about decoupling this is what the U.S. is doing, what the West is doing. You know, they're willing to, you know, especially for the Europeans, they're willing to, uh, you know, import uh, natural, liquefied natural gases from Euro, uh, from the U.S. at uh, much higher prices and uh, just for the purpose of a decoupling, right? We all know that. Like, like I said before, you know, and uh, so... There's only two points I want to talk about, about the root cause of this intrafamilial mass shooting. One, it's, called, it's because so-called unlawful expansion of a judicial power. So what happened is this, that Eric Nelson's book, because I personally have a communication with the author of this book. So I kind of know exactly what he's coming from. So basically it's this. As a part of the crime bill in 1994, by the way, which is responsible for the mass incarceration, there is another bill. It is a component of the bill. Let's call it a domestic violence component of it. So domestic violence, meaning it's a violent act, violent crimes committed against your own family members, especially the spouse or the children or that, right? Here's the funny part. Domestic violence is a crime. For any criminal conduct, a crime, criminal offenses, is the perpetrator, the defendant, entitled for a jury trial? You will say yes, according to the Constitution. I got news for you. A lot of domestic violence cases are adjudicated by no other than a single judge. It's called a bench trial. A single judge is going to find whether a perpetrator, regardless whether it's a man, a woman, black or white, 
is guilty of a domestic violence act. Think about why. The founding fathers said clearly, one of the major items of a bill of rights is that everyone is entitled to be trialed by his or her peers. Is that right? It's not a judge to adjudicate the facts. It's for a jury of your peers to adjudicate whether those facts supports a conviction of a domestic violence. As soon as you was you you if you were a domestic violence defendant or perpetrator, suspected ones, and if a judge found you to be guilty, then the judge can put a something called a restraining order on you. That will involving you will be losing maybe your house. Your cars, maybe your jobs, because you are convicted of a violent crime, right? Or, or your children? Is that right? Your children too. So, based on this guy Eric Nelson's book, so the entire mode of、uh, operation is to have a judge have to have that unlawful power. To be a jury, to find someone to be guilty of a violent crime. In other words, if you go on the street and beat up a stranger, make sure that's a stranger. You don't know that. You, you don't know that person. It's not your wife. It's not your girlfriend. It's not your boyfriend. You go and beat him up. You beat her up. The proceeding that happened to you is going to be a trial by jury. You know that. We all know that, right? However, if it's domestic violence, it's going to be mostly trial by a bench trial by a judge. This is how these people remember what what this that this change first of all is unconstitutional, right? But think about financially, always follow the money, right? What it will be good for, who to whom, this change will benefit. You you guessed it right. If you guess, it will be good for the judges and the lawyers and the bar associations, because remember this: it's only by a jury trial, the power of the judgment rests with people, not a trade group, not a somewhat appointed, not even elected judicial officer. It rests with a. The people, your peers. So that, in a nutshell, is what happened. So guess what? When apparently this is a Utah case, what I heard is that this、uh, the wife of this shooter filed a divorce petition, something with the court. End of in the last week of December. Okay, maybe there's something else. Maybe there's a petition for restraining order. For domestic violence behavior, according to Dr. Nelson, who wrote this book, he published this book in 2020. When that happened, guess what? Usually, men will be found guilty. Okay, I don't know whether you have personally experienced or not. 
I don't know whether you know anyone who personally experienced that. According to this book, according to this author of this book, I know for a fact that a judge without a trial by jury can find you to be guilty of a domestic violence act. And then he can place a restraining order where you're going to lose all your liberty. You can lose your Facebook account because the judge can believe you are using social media to to make cyber stalking. That happened. By the way, I'm not disputing the existence of domestic violence, cyber stalking, all this bad shit. Okay, they do happen. The only remember, just like uh, like I said earlier, I'm not questioning the econ economy of slavery. I'm just saying legally, procedurally, for the due course of a law. Can you convict someone of a violent act, domestic or not, without the trial by jury? So that is uh, Brady. I'm going to take your call. Uh, just give me a few minutes. I want to finish that because, uh, like Mace has questioned, why you're taking so long to do your introduction? Solely because the root cause of this judicial white privilege phenomenon is straightforward. Okay. It's it's basically it's straightforward. So now I have exp I have explained in this domestic violence restraining order thing, there is an unlawful expansion of a judicial power. Take by taking away a defendant's right to a trial by jury. Right. This is why I want to go back to this. The people, the group, the group who fear the most about the white powers is the white people, the founding fathers. The founding fathers, a group of white men who fear the most that the, the inevitability of the abuse of the government powers by other white men against each other. It's almost boundlessly. The opportunity to abuse government power is boundless. Consider that. When the courts abuse its power, when the judge abuse its power, it's a far worse than a police to abuse its power. It's a far worse than a lawmaker to abuse its power. For a lawmaker, you need a majority to make a law. So it's kind of difficult to abuse your power, right? Insider trading, yes, it's abuse of power. Okay? Giving themselves a raise, yes, it's abuse of power. But overall, not that, no. For a cop to abuse its power, his power, yes, easy. But the worst, like I said, is the abuse of the judicial power. And that is exactly what happened. And that's exactly what I believe my show is, you know, want to focus on judicial white privilege. So, okay. you know, I want to add two more things because I want to share with you that the, I post a lot of uh, uh, incidents of this mass shooting, mass killing, using knives and all that, of killing someone's own children. Okay. There's two items I never talk about because I, I, I lost track of it because there's so many of them, okay? 
I know they are in one of the southern states. There is a Vietnamese, a, a father who is from Vietnam, who was traumatized by the Vietnam War, who married a white woman and went through some kind of a divorce. And what he did is not using guns. He drove a car to a bridge and throw all his three kids into the river. All three died. Okay. On the criminal sentencing of this guy's case, he was sentenced to death, actually. He was sentenced to death penalty. But uh, in, uh, his, in appeal of his death penalty, the, his lawyer argued that the trial judge abused his authority by not allowing his uh, lawyers to go to Vietnam to go through his uh, trauma through the Vietnam War. He is a war refugee himself, okay? So therefore, the, you know, the, the, the lawyer for this uh, death penalty, uh, death row inmate saying, the sentencing of, of this guy, you know, should have been taken into consideration what happened to him during the Vietnam War. But like I said, three kids got killed in that. There's another case in Philadelphia. This case is a veteran. There's a lot of cases of veterans. The veterans go through a divorce, three beautiful kids, killed all three of them, killed his wife, killed himself. Kill, kill, kill. Okay, these are mass shootings. These are mass killings. But the media will not talk about it. Guess what? Who is the strongest lobbyist? Bar associations, right? As a matter of fact, I follow this guy, uh, Garland Nixon. He's on YouTube. He's African-American. He used to sit on the board of ACLU. And he said recently, ACLU doesn't give a fuck anymore. Because ACLU is a part of the legal profiteering machine. Okay? American civil liberty is a selective liberty as far as ACLU is concerned. Okay, that's why the other day Heidi asked me, hey, Peter, are you a lawyer? I said, no, I'm not. What I should have done is this. It's only because I'm not a lawyer I can say this kind of shit, that I can talk about this kind of shit. I'm so glad one of the other guys who, uh, who, uh, who has a lineage from Arabic and African-American, basically, he's, uh, uh, he's Ari... He, he's on calling too. He, he's a big Trump supporter. He, uh, he has a show called The Lawfare. L-A-W-F-A-R-E. Law as a warfare, basically. I'm on the, I have the same boat with, I mean the same boat with him. Laws are weapons of oppression. Law is not a venue for justice in this country. Law is a, is a vehicle for profiteering. Law is not Never a scale for justice. Okay, so 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 now I'm uh, with, uh, before I go to a conclusion, I'm going to you know take some phone calls. Now uh, I'm going to William. I'm going to make you to be the uh, speaker. Okay, so just you know just be be my mindful the fact that you will have your rights to to uh, to 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 speak your mind in a, in a separate episode. You know because today's show is about the white victims of judicial white privilege. And I do want to make a Brady the speaker too, if you don't mind. Uh, uh, next caller, sorry. Brady, go ahead, unmute yourself. Oh, okay, what's up? 
Um, hey, yeah, hey, yes. uh, I know the first part of it, but I think I might qualify as someone who's been the victim of judicial, a white victim of judicial white privilege. Uh, I was in a car with someone going to Kerrville for a music fest and he had a bunch of drugs in his car. I told him, Hey man, like, uh, maybe you should put those in your glove box, blah, 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 long story. So I got him to like, put all his drugs in the box at least so that he would, I, you know, so they wouldn't be out in the car. And then he started driving like a maniac, started fighting with people on the road, got the cops called on mm-hmm. us. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, I had given him like a container of mine to put his drugs in. And uh, I think the, the cop, when he pulled out, when he, he pulled us over, he was like, first of all, the guy signed a search warrant and handed his keys over. And the cops opened his glove box and found the drugs, right? So the mm-hmm. cops hold drugs. They're like, whose drugs are these? And I'm like, oh, those are well, not mine, obviously. You know, <laughs> they pulled them out of his glove box. Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, well, uh-huh. are your fingerprints on here? And he goes, oh, so your fingerprints aren't going to be on here? I'm like, well, the box is mine. The box was mine. I gave it to him. And he goes, oh, good enough for me. And they arrested both of us. I was like, fuck, shouldn't have said anything to you. Um, yeah. But anyway, I figured uh, in court, we'd get it all figured out, no problem, and I'd be fine. But what happened was is I got a court-appointed lawyer for my cannabis charge and I paid for an expensive lawyer. I spent all my money on the the federal lawyer for the federal charge uh-huh. of the mushroom. Uh-huh. And my court-appointed lawyer threw me under the bus um, because he had a better <laughs> lawyer. Go. Yes, sorry. I enjoy hearing this story. Go ahead. Sorry. Your lawyers throw you under the bus. That's so typical. I mean, it's, it's done to yeah. so many African-American defendants, right? So, But go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's exactly what happened to me. Just because I chose a, a cheap lawyer for the cheap charge, he was able to throw me under the bus for the cheap charge. And because I got charged with the cannabis, I was automatically charged with everything else he had, including pills that he had a prescription for. Mm-hmm. But the, the guy that was driving the car had a prescription for the pills that were in the box. Um, but he uh, didn't have, for whatever fucking reason, he didn't have his bottle with him. So mm-hmm. they were just like leaving there. So even though this guy had a prescription for the shit that was in there, like, mm-hmm. and it was his shit, obviously. I mean, I don't know. I got thrown on the bus, had to do felony probation, uh, couldn't smoke weed for like five years. That was probably the hardest part. <laughs> but you know, I'm okay now. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it was mm-hmm. pretty fucked up. And then also, I've, I've been the privilege. I've been the uh, beneficiary of white privilege as well. When I was growing up in Holotus, I'll make it quick. Uh, I ra- no, no, racked up like $2,000 $2, mm-hmm. worth of traffic tickets in my hometown. Mm-hmm. My next door neighbor was the chief of police. So I walked into his office with $1,000 in my pocket, ready to try to make a deal for just pay half of it, right? Mm-hmm. I-, I walked into his office and he goes, oh, what's up, Brady? This, Oh, man, what's going on here? This isn't you. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, your cops definitely, I definitely got pulled over all those times. I, it was definitely me. I'm sorry about that. And he mm-hmm. goes, Oh no, no, it's not you. This isn't you. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, Oh, I'll, I'll take care of this. Don't worry about it. $2,000 worth of tickets gone with a wave of a hand. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. And he later got arrested for corruption. <laughs> well, I, I believe you probably, you, uh, if you uh, follow my prior episodes, I have at least two episodes specific on this uh, war on drugs situation. I have said, you know, I, I, I mentioned before, I lived with a couple in Boston. Uh, the guy works, he's pretty high up in the veteran 
medical system. He's actually very high up. But by today, I think he retired because I think he was like 62 back in 2015. And uh, uh, his wife, uh, he's a doctor. He's also an executive director of a pretty high up in the med- and we talk about a lot of med- healthcare medical stuff. And his wife is a, a nursing professor. He is a, uh, a professor at BU, Boston University, uh, while you know being in the veteran medical. So he's pretty you know accomplished. He and I talk a great deal about drugs because I personally never use drugs. Okay, I I don't even use uh, prescription drugs. I mean. If I, you know, right now I'm traveling in a van, you know, living a van life. If I got uncomfortable, I will go to a, you know, a Walgreens and talk to a pharmacist and get some pills. And then, but, you know, usually I don't need any of those. I have my home remedy and all that, right? I'm pretty old, you know, oh, by the way. So long story short is that he, he told me to, he said, Peter, you know, this drug law is completely BS. He said, all these uh, drugs should be treated like a medication. The drug users, they have to get those prescriptions from their doctors. You know, you can even take their firearm away if they are under certain controlled substances. But they all should be registered. All these drugs should be properly sourced on the schedule. You know, we know certain drugs are extremely uh, dangerous. Then it's the physician's responsibility to educate the patient and make sure proper care is being provided. Instead, you know, what we did it's just it's uh, expanding the power of the government, you know. So you, you you know the war on drug will make a lot of lawyers rich. You know, it will get you will will have a more uh, uh, lawyers making more money, and they'll have more you know lawyers be to be promoted to be a judge, right? Just the expansion of the government, you know. You know, basically, the government can use the single word, the word "war," war, war on drugs, war on terrorists, war on Russia. You could name it. That's how they get their power. You know, and then they're going to, you know, divvy it up among three branches of government and make themselves entitled to all the powers and privileges. So, like I said before, this show. Judicial white privilege, the problem is not the word white. The problem is the word privilege. They believe they are above the law. They believe they can get away from the, the Constitution saying, let me be that jury to issue a restraining order because I, one person against the Constitution, can find this defendant guilty of a violent act against his own families. That's bizarre. Oh, by the way, it's only in America, by the way. Because at least what this guy, Eric Nelson, the author. By the way, Eric Nelson, what I heard, he is a, a former police officer. He is also a former Marine. He has a PhD from one of those California universities, maybe in San Diego. And I heard that he's now trying to get a JD, a law degree. He's definitely a learned man. You know, again, I don't take sides. I, I, I don't, you know, just to believe everything a single person will tell me. But he has told me this. This type of bench trial to find someone guilty of a violent crime 
against another person is actually only available in America, among the Western world, among the Western world. I don't know about Africa. I don't know about Asia, among the Western world. Okay, so we are actually not necessarily a democracy. So this is where, uh, you know, so before uh, I, I, you know, let me conclude so then I can take uh, William's course and we can have more discussions, okay? I want to conclude this. We know the word uh, cannibalism. The word cannibalism meaning a human eating another human's body. To me, shooting your own children is the next lowest point of humanity. Okay, I don't know how you can do it. Okay, I'll tell you this. I mean, as I said, I was uh, right now living on an island in somewhere in Florida. I was delighted to come across a African-American camper driving a big old camper on the Ford Echo Line 350. Okay, he has three kids with his girlfriend, with a camper and the two vehicles, okay? He, he repair uh, engines for large boats, okay? I got, I'm, I, it's a delight to know him because uh, I have came across most campers are white, which nothing wrong with that. But I want to see other racial and ethnic persons doing the same thing because it's quite interesting, you know, adventure. So he has a small, beautiful children. Okay, I have come across three of them because they live in the camper. I don't knock on their door. Beautiful, beautiful children. Wide open eyes. Uh, by the way, this guy looks very, uh, I think he has some, uh, he's a, a Florida, Florida local. He's a Florida res resident. I think he has some uh, Spanish blood in, in his look. Very handsome guy, okay? And uh, very Spanish, like a curly hair. All his children have curly hair. And, uh, you know, long story short is that going back, to point a gun at your own children and kill them, five in a row, is the next lowest thing a human being can do. Besides cannibalism, okay? And this happens in America, a big frequently. January fifth, Utah, eight people dead. January the 7th, North Carolina, five people dead. Remember that. Why the mainstream media never talk about it? I'll tell you, there's a, there's a federal law called the Child Abuse Prevention and Treatment Act. CAPTA. Let me repeat, Child Abuse Prevention and Treatment Act. This federal law requires each state that when a child died from abuse, they must provide a full account of what happened. They and publicize that, publish that. I, I like that law. I don't know how it's enforced. So let me repeat. This federal law requires when a child died from abuse anywhere, the state government must provide a full account, a public, public full account of what happened. 
Okay. Under the same spirit, can we call, can we have an, you know, you know, again, this is called the child abuse prevention. What about child death or child gun death prevention? Five beautiful children, white children, died. What happened? Anyone? Can we have a requirement when someone in Connecticut in the early morning point a shotgun to his own mother and shoot her to death? Can we have a full account regardless whether it's a Second Amendment or anything else, what happened? Can we public publish those reports? What is the nature of the dispute? What is the nature, essence of the grievances? We don't. Why we do, do not do that? Because the bar association is probably the strongest, the lobbyist. They are stronger than the pharmaceutical companies, okay? Believe it or not. Let me briefly talk about pharmaceutical companies. There's a New York Times article talk about how pharmaceutical companies hire former cheerleaders, males and females from colleges to be their propaganda team in their sales and marketing division. As you can imagine, pharmaceutical companies has a lot of lobbyists. But why I would say the Bar Association has the strongest lobbyist? Because I will tell you this, Google to yourself. I'm pretty sure majority of the lawmakers are lawyers. Let me repeat. The majority of lawmakers are lawyers at state and your and the federal level. All right? So they don't even need a lobbyist. They are soft. They are self. Lobbying lobbyist. Got it? So, 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 so with that, you know, I just want to show you, you know, even though we are only in the first week, today's July, the, uh, January the 8th, first week of the new year, we already have a two mass shootings. Okay? Where at least five white American children died. The media the media, the mainstream media will not talk about it. The Bar Association will not talk about it. No judges, no matter how they self-complain to be the has the highest moral authority and the blah, 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 not going to talk about it. I'm the only one who's going to talk about it. And I have, you know, quickly br brushed this topic in the past. I'm glad for the first time I was able to let it out. So, you know, there is a book if you want to read about it. You know, not only the courts is not a friend of the women by taking away their inherent unalienable rights on their own body. The courts is also the enemy of men. The courts is not only the enemy of the racial minorities, they have, they have become the enemy of the whites also. Poor whites, less privileged whites. So that is pretty much what I want to talk about today. So I'm going to take uh, William as the next caller. 
Okay, Peter. Well, you got a lot to unpack there. Um, regarding discovery in civil, see, a lot of times these cases end up in civil under damages, like the OJ trial where he was found not guilty and criminal, and then there was a civil proceeding where he was held liable for the death of Ron Goldman to the tune of $33 million. And <clears throat> there's no double jeopardy in criminal. So despite the fact they saw, for example, OJ did own the size 12 Bruno Mali shoes uh, in uh, when he was doing color commentary, and those size 12 shoes, the bloody footprints were all over the scene. Despite the fact the police did apparently monkey with the crime scene, still OJ was found liable for $33 million to Ron Goldman's parents. So the backup is civil litigation if you don't get remedy in criminal. Do you follow what I'm saying? There is a mm -hmm. attempt to get that accomplished. Now, whether someone pays it or not, they can, like OJ went to bankruptcy court, for example, bought a property in Florida, moved to Florida where the bankruptcy law is very weak. And the last I saw, according to Ron Goldman, <laughs> that's why I'm in Florida, William. <laughs> Just to okay. You. Well, there's, there's, there's you know, benefits to that on one level. And then the flip side is Ron Goldman claims a parent, dad claimed he never got paid by OJ because he was able to buy a house and clear bankruptcy at the same time, even though he invested in a major asset. So, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the courts here. We have something else to talk about if you're talking because, uh, of course, when you're talking litigation, it's not just criminal, it's also civil. There's something called default. There's different forms of summary judgment. Now, yeah, the summary well, judgment... Actually, no, uh, William, I don't, uh, I don't uh, want to uh, mischaracterize uh, what I want to do here today. Okay, go today, ahead. Okay? What I'm trying to say is that the reason I talk about the gun violence is that it's uh -huh. a proof that the justice system doesn't work. In a way that your civil litigation, in other words, litigation does not work. The litigation usually don't bring you justice. The litigation is a lawfare. It's a, it's a political tool in this country. And uh, that's why, lot, you know, this guy in Utah, he must have decided to say nothing's going to come out good as far as he's concerned. He's going to get a restraining order placed on him. Okay? I'm speculating here, okay? But based on what you know, what Eric Nelson has, you know, shared with me, he will get a restraining order. He will be kicked out of the house. He may be fired because he is a domestic abuser. By the way, again, all, all his conviction uh, is, is going to be without a jury trial. Remember that. Okay. Again, violence is a crime, right? So you would think uh, that has to go through a jury trial. No, he does not. So, what you, so he went up just use a gun to seek justice. And I have always said, I don't condone any violence. I have said Ukraine war, ironically, is the Minsk agreement is not agreement. It's a sham. In, in domestically, it's the same thing. Our law is not to be obeyed either by the government. So these people, all these shooters, you know, they just believe gun is the only option. And that's sad. This is what I'm trying to say. So well, I'm not trying to talk, oh, this judge orders summary judge. I don't give a fuck. I truly don't. Because all I know is this. It is, uh, as I laid it out, as long as this uh, archive, this website, again, it's called the gangviolencearchive.org. One word, gangviolencearchive, one word, dot org. You just look it up. No, because I tell you this, 
you look at the num the column called the uh, number of killed, right? By definition, five and over is called the mass shooting. You just go by them and find out which ones are not being reported or discussed on CNN or MSNBC. You'll ask why. Your conscience will say, well, these five beautiful children died. Should we know why? Yeah, you're going to give me a chance to speak, you, Peter. You no, asked no, no. me. Our, you... our, our justice has no conscience. Okay. Well, no, so, at some point, I'd like to be okay. able to make some. Okay. Well, there's you have so many layers to that. I mean, there's, there's violence going on in, in the hood all the time. And I grew up in Bridgeport where... It's uh, very predominant. Um, and uh, so I'm not, I'm not justifying it, of course. I'm saying there's shootings every day in this country in poor neighborhoods, which are multiple times higher than you'll see in affluent neighborhoods. So, and those don't get reported either. So there's, there's, that's not correct. I'm just pointing out there's lots of layers this issue that's, it's not something we can, uh, uh, understand uh, by by pulling something just one item out of i'm not saying uh, the whole situation with gun violence in this country is multi-layered and also the causes for the 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 economic depression and oppression repression of people um uh the, the well gosh we can go down that road but what what i'm trying to say is there's also the aspect that you are not addressing here, if we want to talk gun violence and we're talking mass shootings, I'm, you, if you want to cut me off, you can, but I am not the FBI. I did not write the crime table for Connecticut cities in 2012. Anyone can source it themselves, and I put up the, the link itself in the crime table. You can start at ground zero. It, with the FBI and go through the menus and find it. Now, I don't know what to make of that when the third column from the left on the murder says zero for Newtown, which Sandy Hook is a village. It's there, and they they amend that quarterly. It has not been changed. Okay, so is there something going on here that, first of all, that that's inexplicable. That's inexplicable. I can't explain it, right? All I can well, point to okay. is it's 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 okay. documented. Mm -hmm. So, like, like I said, uh, uh, William, I think I told you before. I'm going to tell you again. As far as Sandy Hook is concerned, my I personally is going to involve the more on the Sandy Hook. Like I said, I already did a lot of investigation about Sandy Hook. I collected down a lot of material by a lot of people post on internet. I have my own threat, okay? So to me, you are totally, like I told you before, repeatedly, that you're entirely entitled to your opinion. To me, it's this. It's not a closed book as far as I'm concerned. I will investigate more. And I do have money. Remember, I'm in Florida because Connecticut right now is too cold. I <laughs> intend to go to Connecticut okay. in the summertime. I actually will. Like I said, I already reached out to this guy, Andrew Sullivan. He is a new, uh, 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 he is a journalist with a New Yorker. He interviewed Peter Lanza, the ex-husband of Nancy Lanza. Reportedly, I know you can deny it, 
This is a grown I'm not adult. denying it. I'm, wow. Okay. I am okay. reporting on the crime table. Period. So, correct. So the bottom line is this. What I'm trying to tell you is this. It's not a closed book to me. I'm going to look more into it because I already collect a lot of material. I already said there is a person criminally responsible for that. And he right now is in New Zealand. Okay, I said already. I will name his name. Okay, so let's you know let's move on. Let's move on from that. Today, okay, let's talk today, about today, the international today, criminal courts then. No, no, yeah, just, just just let, let me finish the story. Oh, go ahead. I want to add as to other uh, view uh, listeners this: the so-called the white uh, victims of judicial weapon. This is not the first time I talk about this. Okay, when my episode is titled this, is Trump the victim of a judicial white privilege? In that episode, I concluded, yes, Trump is also a victim of a judicial white privilege. Like a Brady, I know he's gone. Brady has said, you know, he being white, he believes he is wronged by a judge. You know, but he also, uh, uh, you know, acknowledged he received certain benefit because of his skin color. Trump is the same thing. Trump is probably the biggest beneficiary of white privilege. But he's also recently after became the president, became the victim of judicial white privilege too. And you can listen to my episode on that one. And uh, But this one is a little bit more personal. Isn't that right? That this one involving, you're talking about five beautiful children. Now, actually, today's the first time I know how to post picture on calling episode, which I'm very proud of myself, is that they actually are very personal. These are five beautiful children who should have lived way beyond Year 2023, they were dead, right? So, no, we can talk about a whole other uh, bunch of other things in the future, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, like I said, my door is always open to anyone who disagree with me or who even discourage me or disparage me. I have, I'm a Chinese, remember, I have that thick skin, okay? There are law in this country Specifically said, Chinese must be excluded from this land. I'm still here, by the way. So you can feel free to disparage me, insult me, do whatever. Because <laughs> you actually get me more excited. Okay. So no, you know, I'm all good. So I think, William, you want to talk about, talk about Ukraine. You, you want, you, I'll be open. Well, and, well okay. first, 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 well, well. The the U.S. government sanctioned the international criminal courts. Do you remember that? Where uh, it was actually uh, Mike Pompeo made a public statement that we basically inferring that we would uh, attack the international criminal courts with military force if any U.S. soldier was brought before the U.S. criminal court or any action by the international, I'm sorry, criminal courts. Do you recall that sanctioning? That's official. I mean, what kind of a government refuses to even be held in any way uh, uh, through international litigation on crimes against international crimes against humanity, the United States? Right. So I put a link for that in the live chat. I'm not yeah. making that up. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, you, so, you're right, William. Yeah, appreciate it. Again, you know, I always appreciate your input, and I welcome others' input as well. Being criticism, you know, I think uh, who criticized me the other day, uh, a big time. I forgot. Shinov or someone else. Like I said, you can criticize me. Don't feel bad. You know, I don't take I, it anything personal. I, and I, well, going back to the international course, this. I have learned recently, when I started this show in April of last year, I intentionally want to limit my topics domestically because I actually believe back then the Constitution would not step outside the boundary of the United States, right? Now it's a very reasonable assumption. But now I have changed my mind is this. What I find out is this. When the U.S. government does not follow the law within its own boundary, it does not follow the law anywhere else. So for that reason, I do sometimes blend in whatever U.S. is doing outside of the United States that are just as unlawful as hell as they're doing here. So yes, you know, I'll be more than happy to talk about those things. Well, can I? Okay, I'm gonna. <coughs> pardon me. Um, clearly, what I'm saying is that our, the U.S. government's behavior is consistent, whether it's dealing with international courts or our own courts. I don't think we can discuss the action of our government without including the Smith Modernization Act of 2012, which listed the prohibition for domestic propaganda that the State Department can, and by the way, for that to happen, the media has to be on board. So that's oh yeah yeah oh yeah no no actually you have repeatedly bring up I mean it's a great point okay William because this is where I said is Congress is not an angel Congress is made of lawyers mostly you go Google you know, I may I'm, I I may be misspoken if I say it's a majority but I tell you, a huge number of Congress congressmen are lawyers or congresswomen you go find it okay so, second is that. This is what they, you know, they started the, the Fugitive Slave Act. They started, they, they authorized the Vietnam War. They authorized social media companies to censor you, right? Like you said, this is 2012 law is allowing uh, uh, the prohibit so-called propaganda, right? But who the hell decide the, when, when, when First Amendment pro uh, protected speech is a propaganda or not? You know, right now we know not only the Homeland uh, uh, Security uh, Department of Homeland Security wanted to have a disinformation governance board. The FBI already have a disinformation squad, right? I pointed out already. So yeah, you, what you said is totally true, you know? Okay, can I talk about free speech, federal free speech case sure. laws? Sure, that, go ahead. The, the, there are key free speech laws in this country where the federal they're called case laws, they set legal precedent that prohibit states from limiting free speech. They're Brandenburg versus Ohio, New York Times versus Sullivan, and what's known as a Westboro Baptist Church case, which is uh, Snyder versus Phelps. So you can look those up, or I could take the time to put them in the live chat. Anyone can Google those, they're easily available. So, under now, however, you playing devil's advocate or just going along with what's been in the media despite statute of limitations being expired in the civil litigation process with Sandy Hook. By the way, that's a two to three year statute of limitations. See, why draw on the statutes and the law? 
I don't get into the emotions about this or the public reporting. And so when you have the free speech laws, let's start with that, which Judge Napolitano, I put a link in there, he comments on this along with an attorney, Robert Barnes, who's a constitutional defense attorney who who went to Yale. The the states cannot limit free speech on uh, in this matter, however you feel about it, and whatever your position is on it. That so what the only thing that has to happen here is eventually they'll work through probably the district appellate courts on the Alex Jones matter. And I'm, let me say I don't watch Alex Jones. I am not an Alex Jones fan. I am just this is a matter of our First Amendment rights of free speech, Second Amendment rights to bear arms, and I don't own a gun, but I advocate for the right to own one and to advocate for one. The Fourth Amendment uh, right of privacy, Fifth, Sixth, Seventh Amendment's rights of due process in criminal and civil courts, right to face your accuser, right to have a jury trial, as you cited in civil, if it's over a $20 dispute, based on the merits of the case. And of course, the Fourth Amendment, the right of um, equal under the law. And so that's where I argue this matter. And it's important because you quoted earlier, first they came for whom? Remember the quote you gave? And then they came for whom? Do you follow? Yeah, I, absolutely. Right? Because so, the expansion mm-hmm. of the government power is going to be applicable to all people, right? This is right. why, look, I actually, I saw Nivez comment in the chat room. Again, you know, I, I should start listening, uh, watching the what people are saying in the chat room. Is that, you know, Yes, I had a uh, long uh, intro today, simply because today's uh, uh, topic is pretty straightforward, as I have explained. In these uh, family law matters, when it comes to domestic violence issue, you would think a violent act, a crime, a violent offense is entitled to a jury trial. But I'm just telling you that based on what I learned, from that, you know, that author, that book, it's taken away almost all states. So a single judge can pretend to be a jury, okay? And he can place that restraining order, restraining, you know, what's restraining me, meaning tie you up in a chair. He can place that on you and you will lose a whole bunch of liberties. And that's why these people, uh, these shooters, uh, murder-suiciders, they take it the lowest form of a human act. Low is only to, uh, 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 low, uh, you know, only better than the cannibalism that they will shoot dead their own children five in a row. That's a very serious topic. And like I said, it's a expansion of a judicial power against the constitution. I'm not, I'm not for violence at all. I'm a nonviolent dissenter, okay? I never bring a gun to a courthouse, I'll tell you that, okay? This, as much as I disagree with the courts, okay? okay. But what I... is that I don't want to do long intro, but today is really, there's a whole bunch of other things happened, and the, today's topic is actually pretty straightforward because it's as simple as that. What happened is this, the expansion of the judicial power and constitutionally, now it's impacting all people. You know why these are white victims? Because of most families in this country are still white families, right? Families will have some kind of a dispute sometimes. We all know that. 
You can be a Chinese family. You can be any family, right? But in this country, the judicial power is expanded to this level that certain people, certain party, in this particular case, a father, knew well what's going to happen to him. Therefore, he believed taking up a gun is the next best solution. I disagree with you, of, of, of course. So I hope that, I answered the next question. I, what, what's happening is we're, we're, there's many issues dovetailing here, and they're, and they're very layered, and also we're bringing in multiple cases uh, of mass shooting or reported mass shooting. We should be able to question mass shootings the, under free speech laws. We are. They're, they're a matter of public concern. Uh, involves school safety, free speech, gun rights, and restrictions, and due process, as I've described. For some reason, people have difficulty with discussing it on that level because it touches the emotional aspect. And I try and put that aside, but for some reason that is not something that most people are able to do. And so when when I start talking about the law, the case laws, the statutes, People bail or they make personal insults at me. And then, then the, because they, first of all, they don't know the statutes. They don't know the case laws. They don't know the rights of due process we're entitled to us in this country. And so it's important to stand up for it. Even if, first of all, Alex Jones. Uh, sorry, sorry. I, I, I don't, I don't uh, William, because uh, uh, Heidi has a comment, so I kind of want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh, uh, we respond a little bit. Yeah, uh, T- Heidi is talking about uh, Schnaff. Uh, and uh, so this is what I'm trying to uh, uh, tell William the other day. I like calling for the reason is that it allows me to make this podcast anonymously. I'm not using my real name. Okay, I'm not showing my faces. And, uh, and this is a place where I do believe people should try to work with each other because I do believe almost each one of us are very strong opinionated, right? We all have our own opinion. We're all, uh, you know, grown-ups, you know. And uh, so my goal here, you know, is to accommodate everybody's opinion, uh, you know, including the one who are strongly in criticism of my, my theory. You know, I, I'm all for it. Trust me. And uh, and uh, so whether Shanov is going to stay or leave, it's entirely up to him. Because I remember this guy Greg. Once he 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 come in, he posted a comment and left. His comment saying, "Your podcast is not interested. That's why nobody's listening to you." I was like, you know, I did not respond to him because, but I was thinking back then. I was like, I understand. It's a very controversial topics. You know, I will be lucky to finish my own sentence, let me put it that way, okay? But the fact is this, I'm a strong believer of alternative media. I do believe mainstream media is a poison. It's a poisonous water that the the public has to drink to quench their thirst, but they have to uh, uh, quench their thirst with a poisonous water. I strongly believe alternative media because even I saw uh, many people on YouTube with a heavy foreign accent like myself, but they are talking about senses because they had a comparison with what they experienced in their 
original home country to with what's happening in their adopted country, right? I am consider myself a proud Americans. I read the fucking constitution so closely. I do believe I know it well. I do know the intention of the uh, of the founding fathers. I do believe liberty for all, despite the, the defect that the founding fathers are all whites. But I do believe liberty is and freedom for all. So that's what I want to, you know. Heidi, I'm going to make you the next caller. William, uh, feel free to join, uh, call back in. Hey, Go yeah. ahead, Heidi. Hi, yeah. I just wanted to say um, my apologies if that uh, bothered you, what I said about snarf. I didn't mean to disrupt your room or the flow or the conversation or anything. No, you're not. It's, you're not. No, I appreciate uh, it. I'm, okay. my, my show, my episode's done for today. I'm just having some like a free or open forum thing. No, you, you're fine. You know? Okay. Well, yeah, because yeah. I was just, I was just kind of joking because Brady and Schnarf were getting into it in the comments and I, and then, you know, I came along and Schnarf had left uh, pretty much right after. And I was just saying, I'm glad because I avoid him because he's a sexist pig. That's all. Yeah. So Heidi, what I want to stress is this, basically you and I, William, Schnarf, Greg, anyone, Brady, we are all victims, Lance, Mace, we are all victims of mainstream media. Remember that. We are victimized intellectually. Okay? Just remember that. I said it. We should care for each other, not harm each other. Oh, I I'm agree. Not, the, thing, you know, the thing with Schnarf you know, is I, I, I want to talk I, to I, him I, about the issues, and he personally mm -hmm. attacks me because I, I, he can't I, answer my questions. Yeah, I, I, you know, I was living this uh, van life on an island in somewhere in Florida with a 74 degree temperature and nice breeze, you know, bright sky. I, have, you know, I, you know, I, I work remotely. I do my freaking work. I, I got paid a lot of money an hour. Okay, let me put it, $85 an hour. Is that a fair deal to work yeah. remotely like That's this? Good pay. Right? It's a yeah. good pay, $85 yeah. an hour. Okay, so I don't hold any grudges against anyone, whether you're white, black, whatever. But what I hate to see is this. We the people need not to agitate against each other. That's the goal of the government. That's the goal of the mainstream media. Agree okay? completely. You I, know, so, can, well, so again, if somebody I, can tell uh, Snarf to not comment on my kids and their father and, yeah, and don't, accuse don't, me of yeah. being some slut that's fucking five different men, that would yeah, be great. I, this is what that's I what I believe, you did to me. Yeah, I'll tell you this. Sometimes I do feel some calling hosts is having have too much time on their hands. I have a regular job, you know. I do not do this uh, uh, professionally. I'm not a labor art learning major. I'm not a journalist major. Okay. So what I'm trying to say is this: is that I do see that. Just uh, I remember who said is, is that this uh, uh, old uh, Disney movie called the Bambi, where there is a uh, uh, advice saying where you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything. Right. Right. If you're just coming out here on this calling uh, forum, just try to make yourself feel good by accusing other people of something that they may or may not be. Then, you know, it's maybe, you know, you, 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 you need to do, do some adjustment with your own schedule. Let me put it that way. Right. You know, try not to be like I said, I'm not on TikTok. You know, I'm against TikTok. I hate all social media except this one, by the way. Yeah. And, well, you know, you know, my my complaint is I asked about CRT and he either couldn't or wouldn't answer the question. And mm -hmm. the next time he saw me, he personally attacked me. That's all. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll I tell you nice people. How's that? Okay. I, very nice. 
You know, Biden wants to listen to my episode. He's a lawyer. Biden is a lawyer. B I D E. Who is? Uh, B I D E. Uh, his handle is B I D E. Oh, Biden. Yes, yeah. I've seen him. Yeah, yeah. He's very he's nice. A sharp guy. He, yeah, yeah, he's sharp. He's nice. You know, I actually find out smart people actually are nicer. Let me put it that way. Yeah, okay? usually. You, you know, I will tell you this. Just like, you know, you, we talk about domestic abusers. Domestic abusers usually, they feel in, inadequate in some area. That's why they abuse their own family members. Let me put it that way. Okay? You know, because, uh, like I said, remember this. Whatever, when you feel, when you have a bad day and all that, we are all victims of a mainstream media. We are all Definitely. victims of a government breaking laws. Yes. Right? You know, there's a Supreme Court justice has said in his dissenting opinion, when government break laws, everybody take law into their own hands. You know, today when I talk about this mass shooting in North Carolina, in South Utah, it's because these uh, murder suiciders they decided to take law into their own hands. It's tragic, you know. We're only in first week, right? Five beautiful white children died, needlessly, thanks to judicial white privilege, you know. So no, again, you know, I appreciate you you, you coming in. So uh, let me bring Brady in, and then I'm going to bring uh, William in. Okay. Yeah, again, Heidi, feel free to uh, call back if you have other points you want to make or disagreement with me. Trust me. I'm... Yeah, okay, another uh... victim of a mainstream media, another victim of our government breaking laws. Mr. Brady, go ahead. just want to say really well said, Peter. You have really great metaphors for these situations, like really great view in the things and what you said about, you know, abusers kind of. Some, they need some kind of healing, some kind of help, you know, like a little inadequacy going on there. Totally yeah. accurate, man. Like, no, I, used to be be, be, I don't mean to stop you. I don't bust Like a William, I'll tell you no, this. You I personally know someone who was wrongfully arrested by Delaware State Police nine different times during two years of period. Okay. He came across where in the, they initially got to know him. He come across that he always felt that someone is trying to hunt him down. Okay, William, in my opinion, has that same kind of a trauma because he was uh, kind of arrested multiple times, right? So I respect that fact. I pay attention to that fact. But that does not mean that William can do or say whatever. You know, I always want just to remind everyone, remember, you are a victim of a mainstream media. You are the victim of a judicial white privilege. You are a victim of our government breaking laws. Try to heal each other, not to tear down each other. Right. And so have ahead. you noticed this this uh, phrase, Peter, of victim mentality? Have you ever heard someone yes, use that? I heard, yes, yes. I think that's yeah. such bullshit, well, remember, dude. I think it's, it like, is. it's, encouraging, yeah. it's encouraging people to be silent about what happened to them. Exactly. exactly. Remember, this is why I said, uh, you know, uh, in that episode, I talked about this uh, called uh, white ethicism. You know, this guy's name is, I think it's a Tristan uh, Harris. He's a former like a Google executive. He's like a technology ethicist, like right. He said, "TikTok is the digital fentanyl." That two words, digital fentanyl, is the victim uh, uh, what's a victimization. He wants to establish that America is the victim of a TikTok of fentanyl. You know, he he even established. Hey man, if, if TikTok is fentanyl, then YouTube is a, a gun. 
You know exactly. This what I'm saying. Yeah, they're the same thing. You know, the reason yeah, that well, he I, picked I think it TikTok up. TikTok is a little better. I actually really like the TikTok algorithms, and I'll admit that it does send a lot of nonsense your way. But there's mm-hmm. this interesting feature in TikTok where if uh, you don't really like the videos that it's giving you, you hit the back button like you're trying to escape one time, uh-huh. and it switches you to like a different feed that is much more relevant. And yeah, um, before I stop you, but you go ahead. Okay, this I call it. It's called the white jealousy of racial minorities. Like I said before, uh-huh. during the gold rush, when the Chinese find gold in somewhere, the whites will come mm-hmm. and kill them and drive them away. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. when there's a black Wall Street in Oklahoma, whites will burn it down. Right? Yeah. Uh, TikTok is just another social media company which I don't like. Right? You know, like I said before, from this uh, comedian uh, J V Calvin. He's a Trump impersonator. He said TikTok is uh, for single mothers to show their tits. You know, (laughs) I'm not into single mothers' tits, so I don't. That's what he said. I have no knowledge. I'm not a TikTok user whatsoever. But go ahead, uh, finish what you want to say. Go ahead, because Lance wants to. No, that's totally accurate. That's a really accurate joke. That's really funny. But um, I have three interesting questions for you. Um, One. I don't think you're able to run for president because you weren't born here, were you? I, I will be the biggest instigator in the, for the rest of my life. I'm attacking the courts. I'm attacking the Supreme Court of the United yes. States. Right? I no, appreciate not, you. But yeah, I, would, life, I, I want to have a third party, someone called it white party. I want, I'll tell you why I want to call it white party. Once again, white is not a bad word. I'll tell you why I want a white party. American flags is made of blue, red, and white. Blue now is taken by the Democrats, right? The red is taken oh, by the Republicans. I flag. fucking want the third party. I want that triangulation <laughs> of powers because I cannot well, deal with what, this Peter, fucking I'll, I'll actually take you. I, I don't like the idea of white party. That's a little too close to white power <laughs> for, the, for our history. A little too it's, Maybe it's a little too soon for that. Uh-huh. But um, I really like your idea of the white flag um you know white and removing the british white is for peace white is for justice yeah. when the parties are fighting in the war whoever raised the white flag is for peace i want the yeah. fucking peace right so yeah nothing wrong with that, white that could... like i said i don't like what like white privilege not because it's white it's because it's a privilege yeah yeah that's a really good point man money is the real thing we need the real divider we need to be focusing on these days um so i have i'm actually starting a third party and there's three things that the third party needs one is good ideas for the party and you've just contributed one with a white flag idea i really like that as a metaphor for a lot of things i'm totally going to use that so are there any good ideas that you would like to see on a political platform i really want to see even I'm calling to someone who has a connection with uh, Andrew Yang, uh, Ralph Nader, uh, any of those uh, uh, more prominent third party. We don't call it a third party. We call it alternative third party coalition. Make sure there's a the word coalition. Well, I'm calling it the people party. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I once uh, want to call it the people's justice party. Okay, because right. I don't believe the justice system is is uh, is a, a venue for justice. Our justice system is a source of a racial injustice among any many other injustices. I want to call the People's Justice Party. That's it. You know what? I'm almost embarrassed to admit 
Peter, that I don't think I have a racism or reparations like package or anything on the platform because uh, I, you know, I, 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 I've experimented with some reparations ideas, but I kind of got shot down on those. So I kind of just like threw it in the trash can, but there needs to be something on the platform about race issues and um, making things equal for people um, and really making racists scared. <laughs> yeah. In form. this platform, I want to, uh, reparation is a part of the platform, but one of the yeah. goal of this show, calling show is that in eventually I'm going to explain to the, all the audience, whether you're white or black or whoever, why reparation right. is not only legally justified, but it's also doable. You know, you know a lot of yeah. black folks out there, they just scream a uh, reparation reparation. They don't know what's the justification. They don't know how to operate it. You know, are you going to give a criminal a, a reparation money and all that? They don't because uh, be, you have to be smart to advance yourself. I am for advancement of all people, but you have to be educated, smart, and reasonable, and also being active to make things happen, to make changes really happen. You know, and uh, sorry, go ahead. Ready? Um, I'm looking for my notes right now. I can't find them, but I'm absolutely going to add reparations to the people party platform. And I'm going to just kind of put my own plan in there. And if someone doesn't like it, they can help me revise it. That's the cool thing about the people party. We could actually democratically revise it. Um, yeah. so I, they, I'll call it people's they, justice. I don't want to call it people's party because I know a lot of, uh, communist countries and socialist countries have already used the oh, word the we're people's not party, right? We're not going to let them right? ruin a good name. We're not yeah, going to let them ruin a good name. We're going to hijack the people's the justice. We're, yep. we're going to give the people justice. a good name again. Mm -hmm. And um, But I'll consider that. Um, now, there's two more things we need, and that is um, good oh, – God damn it. Good ideas. Good candidates. You've recommended Nader. That's perfect. And good questions to ask a potential candidate. So if you were a debate moderator – what would be the top three questions maybe that you would ask a political candidate? So I talk about this word sacrifice in the past. You know, I actually, you know, like I said before, the so-called oh. progressive, American progressive is uh, no match to the progressives in the past because they have never known the word or have never practiced the word sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. considering the importance of having a viable third party option, uh, against the current status quo, I will ask, you know, is Andrew Yang, Ralph Nader, uh, and, uh, you know, Joe Stein, or whoever, are you willing to sacrifice Rocket? your own personal political agenda for the purpose oh, yeah. of have a unified third party Man. coalition? I'm glad I had this conversation with you this morning. Um, right, just listening each 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 Sunday, okay? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Know, I, I look forward to it every Sunday, Peter. You have excellent rooms. I'm going to make some room for the other speakers, but thank you so much for doing this, man. You are a fantastic host. It's the word sacrifice. Are you willing to sacrifice? Because if you just all for your own shit and not willing to sacrifice your own political agenda, or your parties, then you are not yeah. going to have a viable third party coalition. Period. So yes. let, let me take. Yes. Uh, and I think the so if you're done, I'm going to take a less. Those people that you mentioned mm -hmm. are, are they've demonstrated sacrifice. Um, and you know what, Peter? It's a sacrifice mm -hmm. of our time to be here on call-in. So I appreciate your time that you're spending here talking to us. Oh, thank it's, you. It's a little thank bit you. of a sacrifice that I think is honestly being spent in a good way. So thank you. 
Oh, by the way, Brady, I still want to have a call-in live music show for peace, okay? Oh, <laughs> I, for peace. I you said for peace. Because uh, Jenny has such a beautiful voice. Your guitar is great. Oh, you know, you know, yeah. I, uh, uh, call-in music live broadcast, you know? And, uh, you know, yeah, you, you may take you know, That's actually that. part of my plan under the People Party platform is to encourage musicians yeah, to yes. write anti-war political yes. music again. Exactly. Yeah. You, you're, you're, I'm, we it. are against any no, fucking I don't have it written down, Peter. That's another idea you've contributed. I, I don't have that on the list either. So that's ad, you've no, added I told two you before, things Brady, to the list. I'm not that important. You forgot. I mentioned the day you, one day you had a live show with Jenny. You guys singed and played. Oh. I was, it was beautiful. I mean, it's like a Woodstock yeah, on, on call in. Do it, man. And me and, Ginny, me and Ginny disagree about so many things. We're almost completely different people. <laughs> you know like I said, I mean? you know, try to, together and make some beautiful yeah, music. try to, yes, try to heal each other, try to help each other yeah. instead of trying to, remember, we are all victims of mainstream media. We're all victims of a government breaking laws, period. You know, beautiful just message. Every time you, every time you pay your damn taxes, you're victimized by the government breaking the law. Period. So, so let me uh, in, invite uh, Lance to be the next uh, caller. Nice. Thank you. Thank you, Brady. Oh, feel free to call back in, uh, Brady. Okay. Feel free to call back in. Hey, Lance. How you doing, Peter? Oh, good. 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 Happy New Year, everyone. So uh, Happy New Year. Oh, by the way, before I, uh, I don't mean to cut you, Lance. As a Chinese, I have a special privilege I want to share with you, okay? In America, the holiday season starts with what? Halloween. And then we have Thanksgiving. Then we have a New Year, January 1st. As a Chinese, we have a Chinese New Year, which is always happen after January 1st. So as a Chinese American, I always have the longest holiday season. <laughs> so I always smile and laugh the last. <laughs> So, so that's why I'm always felt that I'm blessed with this special privilege. So, sorry to cut your yeah, show. Go yeah. ahead. Let's uh, happy New Year to you, you too. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in Philadelphia uh, in uh, a, a high Jewish population, and so uh, you know, they, a lot of those guys that were reformed, you know, they got to celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas. And boy, I'll tell you, they were also had more money than they got so much better gifts than me. Anyway, <laughs> but it yes. didn't matter. You know, it's uh, how if you could score on the basketball court on the in the in the in the street, you know, it didn't matter who how, how if you had new sneakers, right? Anyway, okay. we're losing. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, I am. Uh, I listen to call in when I watch football, but I thought I had to watch my Eagles uh, with full full attention. But they don't they don't play. Till I know. Football. I'm sacrificing my uh, uh, New England Patriots time. And, uh, oh, well, it's 7 nothing Buffalo. Oh, okay. Thank you for telling yeah, me that. Last update. So, so, so anyway, yeah, so I, I am a born-again anti-ismist, okay? In other words, I can have the best agenda in the world. This actually happened in Iowa. A guy goes up there, says, I'm going to run in a red district. And he was a populist, kind of a blue dog Democrat, and he was talking to folks and went to the picnics and all this stuff. And every time he would say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," this and that, and this, oh, I'm, I, you're my guy. Yeah, yeah, just make sure you vote Democrat. Oh, you're a Democrat. I can't vote for you. And the scenario was this guy knew who the captain of the football team was. You know, he knew about the big game on Saturday. The other guy was a corporate dude who never showed up, but it didn't matter 
Even if you're the real guy and you're great and I love you and you're the best. No, but, but the other guy's an asshole, but he's got an R and you got a D. So that's one huge problem right there. Now, there's a lot, all this Venn diagram stuff, right? Oh, the right and the left agree on so much. Yeah, they really do. Okay. But when you go to someone and you give them that Venn diagram, mass incarceration, that's a legitimate thing on the right. They really care about it. They're not just rhetorical. And they care, you know, they care about, obviously, the 15 minimum wage in red state. There's certain things, right? And you go and you say, yeah, yeah, okay, just make sure you vote green. Oh, that ain't happening, even if they agree with you. Go ahead and vote DSA, Democratic Socialists of America, or if you're in a blue district and you're, you want civil rights and you want, uh, you want no more surveillance, you're a libertarian. We lost you, uh, Lance. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I would let me just respond to Lance a little bit. Uh, I think we lost the Lance. So basically, he's saying that everybody's doing it by the label, right? And uh, we, I, I enjoyed the, this uh, fight in the in the about the Kevin uh, McCarthy's uh, uh, speakership election. It actually does show that you can be an agitator when the opportunity allows. Right, you're talking about a handful of Republicans who are really, really fed up with the established Republicans. So they run this what five day or four day show, and uh, and 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 uh, people take notice. As a matter of fact, the progressive now is saying they they are they are representative, aka squad, the squad. Uh, 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 completely uh, 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 act spinelessly uh, when it comes to Medicare for all, right? So, so, so I think we are at a point of time. At least, you know, I, I believe most people on call in, and uh, most people on the alternative media is for third party, is against mainstream media, and uh, I think there will be you know, some consequences, you know, it, it, this is my opinion. A uh, lot of things going to happen from now to the 2024 election. I, in my past year, I already said, the, the trial of Donald J. Trump on espionage charges from that Mar-a-Lago FBI search is going to be uh, uh, at least uh, twice the the, the, the hypes uh, than the O.J. Simpson trial, okay? And I think the public will learn a whole lot from how corrupt our government is, despite the fact that Trump is probably just as corrupt as an individual, as a human being. But our government, remember, a corrupt government is far more powerful. A corrupt individual you can easily get rid of. Just remember, an individual do not live more than, say, 80 years, right? If, even if Trump is uh, as corrupt as he is, he can only live to this many years. He's not going to be around for long. But a corrupt government can last very, very long. So, 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 so I believe people is waking up. I believe there will be a third party through the trial of a Trump. And then they are going to make a, a pretty strong move on forming a third party 
to 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 finally end this uh you know it's called a do, do uh, not a monopoly duopoly yeah that's what I'm ho- hoping for I think three is a great number basically like I said before in the episode of a triangulation of white powers our founding fathers set up a three branches of government not two not four three three is good number third party is a great party so let me take uh what else uh let me uh before I take Let me take uh, William. Because I know I ignored William for a while, so I have to bring him in. <laughs> hey, Peter. Hey, William. I want to say something hey. about statute limitations when it comes to where they're created and how they relate to the courts. They're important, and they're there for a reason. They're created in the legislature. If you're talking state court system, superior appellate, supreme, this the statute of limitations for uh, that. I'm sorry. Uh, I saw Lance's uh, email on the uh, on chat. I will I will I will make you a speaker, Lance, uh, after Williams done. Okay. I do. I don't mean to cut you short. You, I you lost connection or, or or something, Lance. I didn't do anything. Go go, go ahead, William. You you can make him. You can bring him up to the speaker panel while I'm talking. All you have to do is press and hold. Is he is he called in? No, he hasn't. <laughs> If he could, then, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just did because I, you know, uh, people sometimes got overly sensitive. It's like uh, they felt that like I'm, I'm trying uh, to stop their speaking and all that. No, I don't. Like I said, you know, I have said my standpoint already. I consider all of us victims of mainstream media and victims of government breaking laws. Okay, I'm here to help each other, not to tear each other apart. Well, you know, you can make both of us speaker if you want, uh, however you want to manage your room. But the point, of, let me make a point about statute limitations. Okay, so the statute of limitations are created in the House and Senate. The court is bound by them. Any judge who violates the statute at the bench, right, unless there's an extreme emergency where someone can get to court, say they got in a car accident. So a very short uh, statute of limitation waiver is very rarely even given. But for, for a judge to violate the statute by several years in a civil proceeding, and and allow our civil proceeding to continue that where the statutes have expired for damages. Okay, I will give you an example. I think I talked about this before, not with you. You have said, oh, the court has a duty to follow statute. <laughs> I will t- take a hike, William. I'll tell you this. You whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not saying to do it. I'm saying that's there for us to then use for cause for um, what's called an appeal. Due to abuse of judicial discretion, fraud on the yeah, court. Oh, in the cahoots! What you think? A pure court is coming out of a, some uh, St. Peter's uh, garden from God's uh, orchard. No, uh, I'm not suggesting the, it works. Uh, by the way, by the way, just a little bit of wow. uh, tease for the ne- next episode. I, you keep cutting me off, Peter. No, 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 I will allow, allow you to finish. You give me some oh, good ahead. ideas. I, I want to tell uh, the audience next Sunday. I want to talk about uh, the annual report by the Chief Justice Rob. Uh, John Roberts and Al Sharpton. It's about court appointment and the legitimacy of the Supreme Court. I, you know, I'm going to talk about a color-based judicial appointment scheme that Joe Biden is doing in Delaware and the Third Circuit Court of Appeal. Okay, I don't, I don't know. So going back to your point is this. So I will just finish real quick. Find what you're trying to say. 
You keep well, I'm a little people. disturbed by some of the comments. I'm not trying to act like a know-it-all. I'm simply stating my, the statutes I'm not accusing where you they're that. created. I'm not, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. You brought a point. Let me just counter that. Okay. I'm, let me just. Uh, I want everybody yeah. to Google this. There is a hundred over a hundred federal judges. When they have a financial interest in a company, they actually sat and decided the case related to that company. This is reported by Wall Street Journal last year. So let me repeat. We have talked about Congress members uh, do insider trading, right? You have a judges, not one, not two, not 20, over 100, deciding cases when they have a financial interest in that. There is a federal statute saying they must recuse themselves. They don't. That includes appellate court judges. So going back to what is it? Then you can go to appeal court. No, I'm, the, my whole show is saying this: the entire justice system is a fraud all by itself. Right. So go ahead, William. I want you to finish. Well, we agree on something. <laughs> this no, 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 just to show you, I'm not trying to stop you. You give me some okay. idea. I want to let you know what I know about. I'm not accusing you of knowing it all. Okay. You know, again, no, I'm I didn't Chinese. say you did. I, I, no, I'm that Chinese. I'm pretty smart. Okay, let me put it this way. I make eighty-five thousand an hour, so that means I'm pretty smart. Okay, I, you know? I didn't. I, that wasn't addressed to you. There was someone in the live chat who made a comment. Okay, okay. so I, let me just expand on this for a bit. The, as for instance, you're right. You're hundred percent right, and I constantly experience this as a pro se litigant when I litigated in from 2014 to 2000. 18, 19, when I was no longer able to drive anymore. And so the statutes stand, the judges abuse the statutes, they abuse case law, common law, they abuse the uh, judicial discretion. Now, the problem is you can file a motion to open pursuant fraud on the court, abuse of judicial discretion in that particular, within, a, uh, I think it was a 10-day statute limitations on that. The problem is I've had multiple um hearings in front of judges in the same district on a motion to open fraud on the court abuse of judicial discretion by the prior judge they will not go against one another that's another part of the problem you yeah you, you yeah basically you confirmed what i just said yes. so that's why you know i don't want to because i see lance and Brady want to join you. so let me finish another part again just be you talking you know you give me some idea i want to remind everyone okay which i said this before take michael flynn as example, Michael Flynn, Lieutenant General, Michael Flynn. Not a lot of people can be a Lieutenant General. I have considered him a victim of a judicial white privilege. You know why? Remember this. This whole fucking justice is a fraud. He attended and received money in some event in Moscow on the invitation, maybe some Russian government. Okay, whatever. It's not a secret meeting. It's a public meeting. He probably got some money for that, okay? For that alone, the, the deep state investigated him, right? He spent $2 million to defend himself. And end up, his own lawyer screwed him, and he has to play, take a plea, right? So we remember this. If a, Michael Flynn is an ordinary citizen, like if I'm an ordinary citizen, uh, Putin invited me to make a speech and he paid me $50,000. I go there. Will I be investigated by FBI? No, I will not be. 
Lieutenant Michael Flynn, being the next uh, incoming president's national security advisor, got investigated by its own government and ended up paying uh, owing $2 million. So, so this is what I'm saying. Uh, I have no sympathy for Michael Flynn because I know what he's trying to do uh, for the 2020 election. I believe he did something very bad. I have no sympathy on that. But what I'm trying to stress is this. The, this justice system is fucking everybody up badly. We need to use this opportunity to fundamentally advocate to change it. And the, using that as our uh, 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 baton, or our uh, 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 flag, a white flag of ju for justice and peace, that we want to have a third party in this country to make this country right, be on the right track. So this Can is I, what I'm trying to say. Let, let me ahead. just please tie that back to freedom of speech, okay? When the courts abuse their judicial discretion by ignoring statutes, right, and then you might file a motion to try to get them to reconsider, uh, as, in, uh, as I described. Then you can take it to the appellate courts. You can go to the Supreme Court. If you're a defendant in a case, by the way, in a state court setting, if your case has federal subject matter jurisdiction, you can immediately motion that to federal. And then you go through the same process. Look at Chris Hedges when he fought the National Defense Authorization Act, what happened to him. He won in the lower courts, the state court, appellate, the, the appellate circuit court flipped it on him. And then the U.S. Supreme Court said he didn't have standing. He's okay, a U.S. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. What, I mean, I, you brought up these cases a lot because I don't. I usually don't want to talk about cases because of this. Okay, I have a lot of respect for Chris Hedges. Uh, I I can say I don't disagree with everything he said, but I have a tremendous uh, respect for him. But remember this, William. The show. This show is basically saying going to court is almost complete waste of time. That includes Chris Hedges. Don't right, even no. bother. Right? Remember I what I the link I sent you, this guy saying he believed a third building in the during the 9-11 was intentionally blown up by government, you know, whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? He so you know, remember that? I have said already the so-called absolute prosecutorial discretion is never written in the constitution. I right. said that. Remember that? Like, in other words, our government is not working according to the Constitution at all. I agree. We agree so, on so, that. So, 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 let me, so let me do this, uh, because Lance and Brady... Yeah, but let me make so one let... more comment, please. This is okay. why freedom of speech is so important. Well, now, when they limit freedom of speech, like, for example, Uvalde, they create a protective space around that where no one's able to question that. Of course, we should be able to, any reporter should, even the mayor of Uvalde said in Axios he thought he was lied to. The point is, what they're doing now is not only are the courts mm, doing uh, the ag ag agents for the state with the Smith Modernization Act of 2012, the State Department can work through all media to propagandize the domestic public. It's written in to the legislation. So this is why freedom of speech is so important, which is why I fight so hard for it. So for all those, that's my, see, that's my, my motivation. That's my agenda. Okay. So thanks for letting me say that. Oh, no problem. So let me, uh, invite the fellow, uh, Italian to be the next caller and Brady, I'll get you after Lance. 
Hey, Paisan, I'm going to be making my chicken parmesan later. Oh, right. <laughs> I got to have all the elements. And there's a place that I get uh, $10 a pound for imported parmesan, well, Grotta Pagata and imported uh, Pecorino Romano, $10 a pound imported from this great little shop. It's 20 miles away. So I had to wait for a chance to go to the city. I wasn't going for just cheese. Anyway, I got okay. everything I need. I'm good to go. I got my parsley chopped so it'll nice and dry for my breadcrumbs. Anyway. Um, you know, so I live in upstate New York in Syracuse and we got a guy who's a two term mayor now and he ran as an independent. Now, now I say independent, his family goes back generations. His uh, father was the mayor. His grandfather was the congressman for a lot of years as a Republican. So he's a, a let's say an establishment Republican. Okay. But he ran as an independent. I happen to live in one of the most purple areas of the country, the district that uh, where I'm at, and then the three or four around it. It's just a purple area. We get hit with, I mean, nothing but ads. I mean, as bad as it is everywhere, it's worse here. It's uh-huh. nothing but ads and attack ads. This is a very purple district. So when I say independent, that doesn't mean that they don't have a specific party that they tend to vote with. So it just means that I got an eye by my name <laughs> and that's all it means. It's not. So this guy, everybody knows is, you know, he's rooted in the Republican party, but you can't govern as a Trumper here. Okay. There's some wacko districts here and there. We got our share, but they're very, very slight. They're very, very, most places are going to be purple or blue in New York state. Okay. So, yeah. So if you run now, here's the thing. Let me just say this quick. So Ralph Nader, who is a genius, this guy, why isn't he front and center? Why isn't he like the number one advisor that's on every single like left wing show? They don't want him. He's a fucking genius and he knows how to get shit done today. Not based on some relic of the seventies when he got shit done in a different way. He is way up to date. Can I just tell you briefly what he said? Okay. He said, if you get 500 signatures or a thousand for a senator, if you get 500 for a congressman, you will get them to your town hall. Okay. And guess what? Guess what? Completely independently, a week later, that was on Brianna Joy Gray's show. She pushed back. Oh, it can't work. He said it can work. And he said, why? Okay. Justin Amash said, I'm a congressman. I left. I'm a libertarian. I left because they suck. But I'm still mm-hmm. going to voice my thing. Justin Amash. I'm sure you know who he is. He said yes. 400. His number was 400. Here's what he said. Not in the same show. It's a week later. Totally different uh, venue. Right? And he says, if you get 400 signatures of, vo- of verified signatures of people that are active voters, you will get the attention very big time. They both said uh, it. They weren't talking to each other. Okay. So Brianna Joy Gray says, it wouldn't work today. He had the receipts. Ralph Nader does not talk like a relic. He's 88. He doesn't talk like a relic from the 70s. He talks like a guy who knows exactly. He knew, he knew what Jamal Bowman, I mean, uh, Hakeem Jeffries had for lunch. He knew exactly what the guy was about, not just by name. Okay. He said this, 750,000, Bree. He's, do it, Peter. I did it. You take 330 million, divide it by 435. 
You know, right? You get about 750,000 people. He said, yes, if you break down the number of women and children and you break down the number of active voters out of 750,000, one quick thing. He said, it can't be a street corner petition. Those are great. 100,000 signatures. Some are bogus, whatever. He said, it's got to be 500 people with some, just any group. It doesn't have to be a big fancy 501c3, but you know, citizens for better Cleveland, whatever it is, uh-huh. just to, uh-huh. to show you're organized and you get 500 people that if they want to, they can verify by email and say, hey, are you a real person? It's got to be a real 500 people. And you yes, get 500 or 1,000, you're good to go. What do you think of that? And you put your yeah. agenda down. And by the yeah. way, all this idea about what do we need to ask them, everybody knows what the common ground for the Venn diagram is. We know that. There's one question. One question. The only question you need to ask, I raise all these questions, one question. What are you going to do in the first trance, the priority, second priority, third level? What are you going to do on each of these issues? If you don't do some, we're going to vote. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it, Lance. I, uh, I don't know why you mute yourself or, or make yourself a caller. I don't know what happened. Uh, but for hours, and okay, it's a way to tell someone, oh, the, the, the guy finally stopped. That's all. Okay. Well, this is a great input. Uh, I think, I hope Brady's taking notes. So, uh, first of all, let me tell you this. I'm not a politician. I've never done anything like that. Uh, I would help anyone who has a sincere and a serious plan to form that third-party coalition. It's not easy to get these politicians, third-party politicians together, right? Think about the, the founding fathers, now how they have to negotiate among themselves to form a union, not so perfect union, right? A lot of bad things. You know, I know a lot of African-Americans will criticize me for saying that. You know, I, you know, I do believe they have guts to work with each other. Not only they know they have the strongest enemy, strongest world power called Britain, then, against them. They will lose their lives, property, everything, right? They have to do that. They have to deal with each other, right? How to make a third-party coalition happen? Trust me, I'm the least organizer you should ask about. You know, Obama is a better person. I'm not a community. I'm going to hang up and call again because I don't want to go on and on. I want to go behind Brady again. Let him talk. Can I just make this last point? Sure. Go ahead. Think about what you're saying. Think about what it costs, the time, the energy, the ballot access, third party yep. I'm talking about. Think about yep. all the things yep. you're talking about. Now think mm-hmm. of my idea. As long as you have a pen, until they outlaw pen and paper, no one can stop you from getting those 500 people. No one. There's no barriers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, now listen, you're going to get 500 people or a thousand. You're not going to care if it's a right or a left. So this guy's going to say, hmm, is this all Democrats? And he's going to see it's like 40, 60 or 60, 40 or 50, 50. It's everyone in the community. So he can't go by what party he's in. So nobody can stop you from doing the 500 to 1000 signature. Nobody can stop you from getting it to, so that might be hard, like trying to issue a subpoena. You got to get it to the person. No one can stop stop you. Then you go to the local press and you can get, and no one can stop you because someone will cover it. So what I'm talking about, there's 0% uh, uh, barriers to what I'm doing. There's a thousand barriers to what you're doing. So which one? Uh, I'm definitely not advocating uh, either way, I guess, right? Because of, I'm doing this show really just to give people. No, no, I agree. I agree. That. Last, 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 last. Point. I agree. I absolutely agree. If, if, if some third party Green Party person is the choice, 
I'm going to pull that lever if I don't know about the other candidate. Absolutely. I'm just talking about why is nobody talking about what Ralph Nader has been crowing about to like five people and nobody listens. I'm not, this isn't Lance's brilliant idea, but yeah, why, man. why can't we talk about what I'm talking about while we talk about all these other wonderful things as well? Absolutely. But why exactly. not do this one thing that we can fucking do now while we do things that are going to take two? I understand. I totally understand. I agree. So before I make uh, Brady the next uh, caller, uh, I, I saw that uh, Nevet is uh, talking about uh, my going rates when I work. Uh, yes, I do make $85 an hour. Uh, last week, I, I only worked uh, three days because uh, I'm, you know, I'm traveling in a van and all that. I went to like a Kennedy Space Center and all that. I'm not going to head to Everglades uh, uh, this coming weekend uh, and all that. So yeah, I do make, you know, uh, I do have a day job, basically. And uh, uh, before doing this show, which is highly controversial, I was planning to do a, a calling show in Chinese only because I want to help those uh, uh, young Chinese professionals who are dealing with uh, racial discrimination at work, right? And, uh, you know, because I personally have came across uh, people who are total strangers, Chinese, who somehow know my reputation as a, a no-nonsense taker. And, uh, you know, this person called me, uh, who I don't even know her, and uh, she was a victim of a racial discrimination. She, you know, she, I think that there could be a beneficial show for Chinese Americans if I have a show like that. But but, uh, but I do have a day job, basically. So uh, with that, I'm going to take uh, Brady. Peter, you're my... Yes. Best friend, dude. It is like destiny has brought us together, my dude. Um, <laughs> I like your music. I told you that before. Yeah, dude. Like, um, your show today <clears throat> brought me to an amazing epiphany earlier. Uh, I realized that when I was younger and I was the beneficiary of white privilege in the form of $2,000 in tickets waived. I was quiet about it afterwards. I wanted to say something. My heart told me to say something, right? But I didn't. I remained silent because I was a beneficiary, you know? Mm -hmm. And years later, I'm the victim of the same kind of privilege. And so it's kind of like my karma. I realized, like, I, I, I deserved everything I got. That's yeah, kind of the way I, I felt about the situation. Yeah, I, I want to show um, a more famous example. This guy, James Fla uh, uh, Fellows, F-A-L-L-A-W-O-W. He wrote a very brief essay about his white privilege. He didn't call it white privilege. But if something happened to him, he's uh, eternally regretful. And he has to say it loud, loud before he, yeah. he can die peacefully. He, this is what happened. He is from Boston. He's a son of a physician, a doctor. He was drafted to go to Vietnam. So he went to the Navy yard. He said he has to, he published this later. He's a speechwriter for Jimmy Carter, the president. So he said his father teach him what to say to the physician at the Navy yard. So that, and so that he need not to serve in Vietnam. Sure. At the same time, he clearly see the poor whites from the South, South, South Boston area, poor whites. And the blacks got drafted. He said yeah. he felt just so sorry for what happened there. He said he had to write this up, saying, you know, it's just not yes. an apology. He just he hasn't announced that he did receive that privileged treatment and all that. Go ahead. No, that's that's great. 
Um, also, I was going to mention uh, my idea. You well, my idea for the People Party encompasses a solution that you mentioned about Asian students, Asian people, and discrimination. I'm very passionate about this too. I uh, I've witnessed the discrimination of Asian people from all kinds of people, whether they're white, black, Mexican, whatever. I've seen Asians be discriminated against by everybody. And um, I think it's gross. Even Asians. <laughs> you know, you, I'm sure oh, you'll go, agree. Go, uh, Even Asians uh, actually, discriminate go, against Asians. <laughs> here's what I believe. That in, in, uh, we, are in, we, are, we don't have a choice. America is a multiracial yeah. society. It's yeah. our obligation to the future generations, right? I have no control who my children will marry, where my children will work, and all that. But I do sincerely hope that he will, she will get along with all of, of, of people with any other races here, because our mm -hmm. law is supposed to work that way, right? And mm -hmm. uh, it has not been. And I want to change that, you know. And by the way, you know, well, I would love to. I have a solution to... for you. I know it's going to sound radical, but this is actually no, but... part of the People Party platform. And this is going to sound really crazy, but. I met an Asian student at an Airbnb. One of my friend's houses was an Airbnb and they had this Asian student come through and he was really cool. I was talking to him, having a conversation with him about his life and stuff. And he mentioned that he was in uh, learning about computer programming and that he'd hit a bit of a wall uh, that uh, there's a, a creativity wall. So um, he, he mentioned that he was really good at math really good at coding, you know, very smart, very always straight A's, everything, you know, but when it comes to coding, um, he says the people who write the most elegant code are the most creative and I don't know how to be creative. So he asked me, he's like, how do you be creative? And it, it broke my heart because I realized that his right hemisphere had been, had been um, neglected and damaged from the educational complex, the education mm -hmm. system. And, mm -hmm. White people have a magical trick that we use to get around that. <clears throat> it's psychedelics <clears throat> and cannabis and psychedelics. Mm -hmm. Those unlock higher forms of consciousness and allow us to do crazy, amazing, elegant things. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's the alchemical philosopher's stone. It's what we use to turn lead into gold. Because when you have access to higher consciousness, you could take anything in your surrounding environment, turn it into something beautiful and sell it for lots of money and then trade that for gold if you want. That's the yeah. alchemical process of turning anything into gold. And yes. we use this, uh, we do this using the philosopher's stone, which is psychedelics or cannabis or a combination of the two. Yeah, and, I, I wouldn't say that uh, the drug necessarily gave a white advantage over Asians and all that. But by the way, uh, I want to tell you that uh, in the Chinese culture, it is known that uh, drugs give a, a create, uh, uh, enhance creativity. It is actually in actual painting of a famous painter mm -hmm. from the town where my uh, my mother is com uh, came from. Uh, oh. uh, the the title of that painting is called uh, uh, "Being in the mode of being confused is a precious moment." Uh, basically, it's describing yeah. that when you are under the influence of those, uh, you know. Uh, uh, drugs, you get, you know, it's a, it's a precious moment where you, your, your minds are very free. By the way, like I said, I'm not a drug user myself. I have never used marijuana. Yeah. I reserve my rights to use anything I want when I have cancer. 
or you know any painful uh, disease and all that, right? But going back mm. to what you say is that being a musician, like I said, you know, I heard you and uh, uh, Jenny playing the other day. And you know mm -hmm. the third-party platform will need some folk songs, right? We should just follow the footsteps of our pioneers, uh, uh, Peter Paul well, Mary. What makes folk songs effective? Psychedelics, cannabis. Oh, really? That okay. Make, that's, that's the secret <laughs> to a good folk song, right there. I'm letting you know. I would not be the musician I am today without psychedelics and cannabis. Okay. I have to give credit where it's due. It's not me. It's not that I tried hard. It's no, not no, that it's I. A U plus. No, it's a U plus. No, no, it's just like a mathematician yeah. will need a computer to do better math work. You know, so so the the, the yeah. job of a creator yeah. is like a it's, it's a tool. You know, again, you know, if you're yeah. not harming anyone, you know, what you know, exactly. I always say, not even using myself. drug is is protected by the pursuit of happiness in the Declaration of Independence. Period. You know, there's well, no clause yeah, about I, you can own property. I wouldn't use that as a. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I, I don't have a lot of respect for the pursuit of happiness. I would have used different words. Okay, got it, got it. <laughs> I think that might be a little, I think we took the pursuit of happiness a little too seriously here in America, personally. Um, <laughs> I think it's good to be balanced, that you should subject yourself to your own personal war and then also have uh, ultimate peace at the end of the day, you know? Uh -huh. um, yeah. So uh, I, I believe in balance <laughs> in the I, middle path. I, I, let me comment on Nevet. Okay, Nevet said the third party is not going to fly. So, Nevet, I want to go back to the American ingenuity and creativity. Okay, when wait, I would right... like to address that. I have a lot of pushback on this third-party yeah, well, idea well, that I have. Like, it's, yeah, I've, I've spent well, a let, lot of work like, building this platform, let, and no one seems – everyone's like, we need a third party. So, what's wrong with the People Party platform? We so need a coalition like of – yeah, we need a coalition of third parties. We need to convince you all the third need, parties. Peter? You uh -huh. know what I need, Peter? I know what uh -huh. I think the People Party needs? We need a hot brown girl. I know it sounds stupid. It sounds racist. But that's kind of how the masses are at the end of the day. And we need to kind of just hijack and take advantage of the political, or not the political, but the psychological programming that's been inflicted. It's basically hijacking 50 or 50 plus years of CIA psychological operations uh, for the party. <laughs> yes. Well, what I want to I say is that Vivek shows a lack of creativity when it comes he to does. the party. He's a total I'll, 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 no I'll give you an example. I'll give you Not example. once has he donated a good yeah. idea to the platform. Yep. When the Wright brothers look at a piece of uh, equipment, it's called a flying machine. The question is not about whether this machine will fly or not. The question is whether you have the creativity or not to make that machine to fly. Right. So the Wright brothers, without Tyler. any support from the U.S. government, the Wright brothers, <laughs> without any support from any academic institutions, nice. they made that damn machine fly. And that's why they are and Americans. You said they weren't proud Americans. Were they themselves they don't think academics? The they have never received a single penny. Because uh, uh, oh. I learned this from uh, this famous uh, author David McCullough. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. He 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 wrote a book about. I did not read the book, but he his main point in this book, as he said it in the book notes on C-SPAN, is this: is that the Wright brothers received zero penny from any inter, uh, academic institution or U.S. government. They did it completely on their own. That's what I call the American. That was great about American, okay? So if you, 
you, you, you, the question you ask, it seems to be your, your, your kind of lack of creativity. You know, the question is not about whether the third party collusion will fly. The question is how do, how do you fly? make how do we make party? it fly? Amen, Peter. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. That was a beautiful metaphor. That was amazing. So you are creative with, with and there are people like you that without without psychedelics, they've lived a good life, studious. They've lived they kind of took the path exactly. of uh, monks. It's kind of like a monk's path almost. And you can um, facilitate your right hemisphere uh, by living right and eating right and exercising all that kind of stuff. So it can be done without psychedelics. But for someone who's been subjected to American culture and propaganda their whole life, it's like, fuck, dude, bust out the med kit, you know? <laughs> so a real quick comment on Andrew. Uh, like I've said uh, about the, the, uh, uh, the this Utah situation, right? Like I said, when you have like, eight people died in the mass shootings, and the fact that mainstream media does not talk about it, does it tell you something? Or is it because, Andrew, like you have suggested, the mainstream media already knows the reason? That's why they don't report it? I don't think so. My whole point is this. There's worthy victims and unworthy victims when it comes to gun violence. Only those victims who fit the narratives of the mainstream media, the government, the legal profiteering group, they get reported. The rest, go after yourself. <laughs> so I have a question for you, Peter, um, and that is, how do we make the People Party fly? Because um, I'm having well, like I know Amanda is very passionate about it. I think Amanda. Yes, has right? a, you would think that people like Amanda and William and Lance, and they would all be very happy to help. No, no, no. I, I, no, no, I, I actually want no to get John uh, Amanda, Amanda the show one day. There's one yeah. lady I'm trying I've to mention her, her multiple name. Times. She, she she knows about my idea. I've mentioned it to her multiple times. She's not helpful. Okay. She's not helpful. <laughs> well, She's well, not we helpful. Can't... You've been helpful twice today, Peter. You've been helpful like three or four times today as far as the party's concerned. Without even trying, you've done it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, even it's mentioning my... it to you. you. You've contributed before I even mentioned the idea. You contributed ideas. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... Who benefit, who benefit from, a, from a corrupt justice system? The two right. political parties, right? These are I call it. You know, it's a false dichotomy. Is the perfect yeah, term for it. Yeah, exactly. In and so we. So uh, let me. How about let me take a William, and then I'm gonna take yeah. take Lance. Okay. Hey, go ahead, William. Okay, Peter. I want to respond to something that's been going on here. For six months, I was a call-in host, who fielded rooms of over a thousand participants from nine and in the people's corner I did to six in Meathead's corner with a total of nine participants, uh, uh, rooms that were published. I actively engaged people. I had been re repeatedly attacked personally, sworn at, uh, F-bombed by men and women because my topics are controversial. When I finally had enough and tried to state a boundary and say, you know, I'm running out of patience. I got attacked viciously with more F-bombs, personal attacks. So finally I started blocking people. I'm like, you know something, I don't deserve this. 
I have complex post-traumatic stress disorder, so severe it's called an endocrine disorder. I'm at a high risk of a catastrophic health event pursuant to the Holmes Race Stress Scale. According to my doctors, my medical doctors, that's both psychiatrically and physically with disabilities, multiple disabilities. I have a right to have boundaries and block people. It's an option in the app. I do not have to be you or anybody else and subject myself to that. Now, when I finally snap and go, okay, you want to know what this sounds like, people? Here's what it sounds like. And I repeat back what was said to me. I'm attacked further. There's, this is, at that point, I go, okay, fine. Not to mention that only happens in my call-in room. When I call into you, for the most part, we have our disagreements, but even if it gets heated, it comes back to a baseline where we can talk about issues, true or not. Did you just hear? You're, you're asking me? Yes. Between you and I personally, sometimes we have issues. Yeah, I can get heated. I'm Italian. I'm not you. I'm not Chinese or however you want to state yourself, flowing like water. That's not who I am. It's it's. It, but I do the best I can. I'm not being paid for this. I'm not I'm trying to monetize it. I am simply someone who. So no, 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 no uh, William. So let me. Uh, so if uh, your question is uh, uh, styled as a accusation, then I'm not going to respond. Yes or no. I'm no. What I'm saying is, when you if, and if, I, if, uh, if, if you, so, so, if, if, if you, you want me to summarize our. No, I'm asking you between you and I. You take my calls, and for the most part, I feel I contribute a lot of valuable information based on the things I've covered. Occasionally, rarely, yes, it you gets did. emotional. Yes, you did. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. That's happened with Mike at night. I call him, because I don't know how to pronounce Mike Scacciapati or whatever his last name is, with Let's Be Heard. That happens with Isha and Garfield, both of which appreciate my calls like you and Isha and Garfield even saying I'm one of their best callers. That happens with Sheila Dean. That happens. So I, I've reached a point in my rooms where people want to come in and, and disparage me and attack me personally where I've said enough. And somehow, uh, mm-hmm. and then for a little while, I gave it back to him. said, here, you want to know what this sounds like? Here's what it sounds like. And now I've stopped doing that and saying, fine. That enough. Okay, well, uh, but well, I have a right uh, to do that and block people, Brady, or anybody else who wants to swear, disparage, whatever. And when I give it back, you cry wolf. Too bad. Yeah, I so, don't do so, that. No, no, this is going on in your live chat right now. It's an issue that needs to be addressed because everybody wants to sit on their high horse after six months of this. And and, and I have a right to, to have the, the option to block people is built into the app. I didn't build it in. They did. Yeah. So we have so, a right to use it. I okay. once again, I, I I urge everyone to re, remind everyone we are all victims of mainstream media and our government breaking laws. We need not to tear each other apart. We need to heal each other. Okay. I got a disagreement from the vet, which I welcome. I got disagreement from Andrew, which I welcome. So so yes, and uh, I I I I I have said before, William. You were repeatedly wronged by our government. I understand you're traumatized and respect that fact. Okay. And, uh, you know, unlike, you know, you and I are in a very opposite direction, meaning you have disability. You are bound to where you have, you live, right? I am traveling in a van. I'm going to Everglades this coming weekend. 
and and I'm going to to a lot of places. Believe it or not, I'm heading back to Key West. The southern is the point uh, after the uh, Everglades and all that. So, so, so yeah. I you know let me take uh, uh, Lance. My apology. Let me take Andrew because I can see he has some disagreement with me. So let me make him the next caller. Yeah, I think Andrew wants to talk about the Utah case, and uh, I welcome his input, whichever the input turned out to be. Go ahead, Andrew, and unmute yourself. Andrew, are you still there? Let me do this. Let me make Lance the next caller, and then I'll make Andrew back. Okay, Andrew, just feel free to call back. Go ahead. Yeah, I have... Just, just very, 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 very briefly. I don't block nobody because. Uh, are you a Seinfeld fan? Yes, a big Seinfeld. Peter, I got a lot of see, wisdom. Yes, yeah, I, it's amazing. Wisdom. It's so funny yeah. because his his humor. You got to listen to him a while because it's if you listen profound, to profound man, you can you watch it multiple times. Go ahead. Sorry. If, go ahead. If you listen to ten or fifteen minutes, it's like. Just like he's he's so good with self deprecating humor, where he'll he'll say, "Oh wait, wait, you're this comedian. Oh yeah, you do a lot of that. Like, did you ever notice this? Did you ever notice that? Yeah, 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 I've seen you. And then nobody ever really thinks he's oh, you're that wonderful. He's always making jokes about himself. But if you listen to him long enough, he's making some pretty great points. He really is. Yes, like the the whole show is about the. I will prove that I'm a big Seinfeld fan. Okay, I'll prove. Okay. This ep- this uh, little segment is a profound. Still, is profound today. Jerry and uh, George want to sell their show to the NBC. The NBC <laughs> executive asks, "What's the show about?" George said, "It's about nothing." And the NBC executive, NBC represent mainstream media. The NBC executive, then why people watch it? What's George's response? Lance, what's George's response? Because it's on TV. Exactly. <laughs> that's a profound. That's how mainstream media poison all of us. I can tell you, I have not been watching any of those of cable, whatever. I, I watch them only like a segment on YouTube. You know, when you know YouTube will, will show me some segment I will be interested in. I don't watch any local freaking news, uh, news on that. Because George Costanza... Being a loser as it is depicted, I actually have a tremendous wisdom. Why yeah. people watch the mainstream media? Because it's on TV. Yeah, of course, that then the other guy says, not yet. <laughs> exactly. No, no. Not yet is another thing. But just remember, that's why George believed he can sell his shit. Remember, all the corporate media, why doing those shit? Because they know it's on TV. Right, right, right. right Let right. me stress again, everybody. We are all victims of mainstream media. If you choose to uh, 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 show up in this uh, new ecosystem called alternative media, like calling, be respectful to each other. Again, I have no enemies. You cannot make yourself an enemy to me, no matter how hard you try. Okay? So you can, period. You can try it, you know? I challenge you, try to be an enemy with me. Try to get me upset. No, you don't. Go ahead, sorry, Lance. I don't mean to. Well, no, you. see, that's the thing. Maybe it's a little bit as being older, but for for just quick thing. So uh, it's like uh, the episode of the opera when uh, Jerry goes to the opera. Uh huh. 
So that's what we have here. We have an opera crowd, more or less, right? On the left, we have a bunch of esoteric kind of, you know, thing. but when someone wants to diss me in my DM or something like that, I'll just, I'll just go toe to toe. You can't trash talk me because I've lived in the ghetto and I got it. I learned from the best. From what <laughs> I really did. I'm not even kidding. And so I can trash talk like a mother. So they don't tend to go back and forth very long because I can get very creative with it. And all they can go back to, but you're just so dumb and you're just so old. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, so I don't have to block anyone because I'll go, I'll go, I'll go at it. But it looks like what between you, me and William, we got a room full of Vinnie Gambinis here. <laughs> but no, but I always consider Italians uh, the European Chinese. Okay, <laughs> right, right. No, but yeah, we got it all covered. But, but so back to Seinfeld. That's why I wanted to. That was the Seinfeld reference I wanted to do. But there's another hilarious one, right? Where of go course ahead, George, George is, of course, uh, is, uh, is, uh, uh, is, uh, is is Larry David. And one of the most preposterous episodes is when George goes in and, and, and just really laid, you know, tells off his boss, and then just says, "Well, maybe I'll just go back and pretend nothing happened." Yes. Okay. So forget about the, the the drink that was added on the drink part with the with the with the Mickey that happened not to Larry David. What in some two bit company that he hated anyway when he had to do some corporate job? No, Saturday Night Live in Lorne Michaels' office because he couldn't get his stories in. It didn't work out at Saturday Night Live. Everybody knows that with Larry David, but this is probably why. But so he went into Lorne Michaels and said, "This show," because he couldn't get his story. He was frustrated. He told Larry David. He told Lorne Michaels off, and he's like, "I'm not Larry David yet. I'm not famous yet. Uh oh, this is pre Seinfeld or whatever." He's like, "What am I going to do? I don't have a job." He just said he. Went back. So anyway, this is a true story. Listen to uh, George Costanza. What's his name there? Uh, 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 Jason Alexander tells the story. He says, I went. This is like oh, year by, four. By the way, I just invited Andrew to speak, okay? Because I know yeah, this is so hilarious, Peter. If you're a sci-fi oh, you'll appreciate yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Jason Alexander says, this is like year four, where I felt comfortable by then to make move, to go into the office, and not just at the table reading, but to actually make a point to go to Larry Dave and say, geez, you know what? I'm not sure this is good right and he said so this is like year four and he said i go into larry david's office and i said you know larry this is just too crazy this could never ever happen and if it did no one would react that way if they got fired with the the scene he goes that's exactly what happened and that's exactly what i did (laughs) you know and so anyway there's that but if i could i appreciate you you i appreciate you bring it up like i said the side uh i got a lot of uh, racial justice topics from david chappelle's skits it's a hilarious okay because you know you can tell i'm not like a, that serious on this racial justice issue you know i, I have a life you know i and i have you know, there are things i want to do and all that and uh and you sometimes you know i like the fact that katie halper is like you know at least a 50 percent comedian right you know because uh when they talk about these kind of serious matters they also can be lighthearted about it it's like you're not going to get a heart attack for, for, for what you're discussing. That's, that's kind of important, right? That's, that's kind of why, important. Yes, that's why it's no mistake that her partner on Youthful Idiot is Matt Taibbi. He's my, I write like him. If uh, I read you my stuff, you ought to hear me. Do you ever, did you ever see a movie called uh, The Man with Two Brains? No, actually, I, 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 this, this, this uh, uh, clarification. I actually don't, my thoughts are never from Hollywood. I actually, I... I follow this guy. He's a Russian. Uh, uh, he's a Russian immigrant to the United States. Uh, Smoothie X12. Smoothie X12. One word on YouTube. 
He said every decision, national security decision made by the U.S. government is based on some kind of a Hollywood scheme. He said oh, yeah. it with a sincere joke. You know, I agree with him. No, it's no. It's just fucking unbelievable. I it's like it's... A John Wayne called, killed all the savages, right? That's how it's, the Vietnam War and the Korea War is decided. It's a white American Peter. with the biggest gun going to Korea, going to Vietnam, just kill those savages. Half civilized, Peter. Yeah, Peter. You know what? I'm just going to lay this on you, and then Andrew, you know, go ahead. Uh, but, 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 sometimes old Lance here. I could be wrong. I could be an idiot. Right? I get my things from real. I don't pull stuff out my asshole. But and I've been doing a deep dive every time I run across something that refers to this from World War One. We all know this. Woodrow Wilson, the propaganda machine for advertising as well as for the war to get people to shut up about the war. To now, there is an absolute thread. And what? And I'll just stop with this. And oh, there was two. Other points I want to make, but let Andrew and I'll come back with them about Nader. It's a thread of propaganda that was about keeping the military strong, keeping the military in positive. But now the what the military wants to do is they want to be involved in crafting stories that have nothing to do with the military just to keep the mindset so that it will be for any any kind of military uh, 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 brainwashing. And we've been brainwashed to the max. It's just crazy. Two quick, 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 quick points. So when I got involved with the anti-apartheid thing and they asked me to go to the meetings and all that, my whole input was do it with a, as serious as it is. With lynching, apartheid, it's a very, very bad, evil thing. But we have to do it with a smile on our face and a song in our hearts or it won't get anywhere. We have to communicate. Oh, the guy, I, oh, cheapers. Let me say this. I know I'm going off on two different things, but. But uh, I'll wait because I want to talk about my uh, my theory about how you have to sell. As Brady was talking about, you have to sell. You have to sell. Is, let Andrew, uh, let's do this. Let's, uh, I'll invite you back. Let Andrew speak because uh, he is uh, Andrew wants to talk about the actual case in Utah. And, uh, you know, he disagreed with me. I, I welcome, you know, his disagreement. So let, let him, you know, uh, speak his mind. Go ahead, Andrew. Hey, thanks, Peter. Yeah, I have a couple thoughts. I think. Um, there's there's no reason even in um, the more kind of like self-described liberal media, although I think most of the media is basically like a government mouthpiece. I don't think it has very much of a of a political ideology. I think they have they may have different sectors of capital that they are closer with. But the media, there's no reason, according to their, you know, the principles that we can that we can understand from observing how they cover things, that they wouldn't cover this piece because of who the victims are. The victims are children, um, you know, a woman who had just filed for divorce. The problem is that the, the man who is the, the murderer is actually the person who is an undesirable media topic, in my opinion. I think that, mm -hmm. um, you know, he was uh, very active with the church in his area. He was. Oh, you, you, I'm sorry. You have read quite a bit about him. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I don't mean because I have not read a great deal about him at all. I literally I said this is. A lot. There's a few. Oh, but go ahead. Few I'm glad you did. Articles. You're taking. Mm, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, mm. I mean, I'm not. I'm definitely not like reporting from Utah or anything. I don't have any special information. I just have read a few of the local articles there. Mm -hmm. and, and and we got to remember all of the local media around the country um, are best friends with the local police 
Um, they will uncritically repeat what the police say. They Correct. Will, <laughs> they, will, they will take a biased uh, line of questioning against anybody who is challenging the police's mm-hmm. narrative. Um, and in this case, it's the same. They have statements from the police chief and the mayor and, uh, and even like statewide politicians. And even actually uh, the Bidens reached out personally to um, the, I can't remember if it was like the police chief or some other people in the town and the family. Um, but so there has been some national attention, but the problem in my opinion is that the man who did the murders, who is the murderer, um, he was he was basically uh, self-aggrieved from uh, not being able to maintain full control over his family's behavior as the patriarchal Christian white man. And yeah, I, because they have so many kids, I suspecting that they are, they are like a Mormon. Again, I'm not, not against any. Yeah. Oh, they are Mormon. Okay, go ahead. They so, are go ahead. Mormon. Uh, so he's mm-hmm. very close with his Mormon church there. Okay. Uh, all churches, uh, except for a, a small handful, are very uh-huh. patriarchal. Um, uh-huh. There was just recently, uh, just as a side note, an interview that Chris Hedges did with a, um, a priest and a missionary who... Yeah, uh, I, well, I watched that. I know what exactly yeah, what you're talking he about. Was, yeah, he, he, about... he he he's a Catholic, and he uh, he got a an excommunicator, whatever. Yeah, I I well, watched he that. Was, it's he, very, he was oh. uh, he was he was demoted. He's no longer considered a priest by the by the Pope. But I don't think they actually. I think excommunication is slightly different. But for all intents uh-huh. and purposes, we can say he was excommunicated for attending mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for attending the um, oh I can't even remember what it's called. Uh, the ceremony by which a woman became a priest. Uh, okay. And for that, he yeah, was. Correct. He, yeah. He was. I, I watched. Anyway. I listened to that show too. Yes, I did. If I did. anyone wants to hear, I think a pretty good analysis of how patriarchy is really ingrained in the church. Go listen to that interview with Chris Hedges. Yeah. But I think yep. the. Um, I think the main point that he got across is that the priests in in pretty much all of the factions of the church. They may not come into the the process in seminary being heavily um, patriarchal, but they grow to love their power. And I think that's uh, that process plays the greatest role in this murder. Um, and because this guy was like a, a local, um, you know, figure in his church and friendly with the police in the local area. I think that is why there has been a little bit of a reluctance to cover the story more nationally, because it, it it eats away at the narrative that police keep their communities safe. Um, you know, it, it eats away at the narrative that the the churches, the Christian churches in the United States, um, you know, they the Christian values that they uh, that they support are making society a better, safer place. And that the the sort of nuclear Christian family is the most stable, um, healthy unit of, of like the basic unit of society. I think that all of those are kind of challenged if you look at the facts of this case. And so I don't think it's that the victims aren't, for instance, black. Um, I don't think that that has much to do with why this case isn't getting a lot of national coverage. I think it kind okay. of... Okay, um, so no, no, uh, Andrew, yeah, I don't mean to question you. So in the in today's episode, I actually post the many other links 
that are similar incidents that never got investigated. So there is at least 20, uh, probably 12, 15, I, I lost count. So if you look at the description of today's episode, I have listed all these links. These, uh, these happen very often. By that, I mean, last year, probably in November, I have said 20 minutes from where I live in a place called uh, Elk Mills, Maryland, three kids killed, all five dead. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I go by the government definition. But Any like, time of shooting, mm-hmm, go ahead. So well, what, I, what, I what I'm trying to say is this. You know, what I'm trying to say is this. I'm not, I'm not saying. Like a mass shooting, right? No, no, no. What and I'm trying to say is okay, this. That get, yeah, go ahead. What I'm trying to say is this, is that uh, I actually do not know the facts about this Utah case, nor do I know about anything about uh, North Carolina or Maryland case. What I'm trying to show the audience is this. The same amount of casualties that caused gun, by gun violence. Why there's no, not a, a investigation. I have used the CAPTA, the federal law, Child Abuse and Prevention Accountability Act, whatever that thing is. That require each state, when a child died from abuse, they must provide, provide a fully transparent and public report about exactly what happened. What I am asking is that, why there's no such thing when a child needless, a group of them in, in this case, die like this? There's no full account of exactly what happened. Not just media. I actually think government has the duty to say bad tragedy happened, 9-11 happened, we'll have a 9-11 commission. A child died from abuse. The state government is required by federal law to write a full, trans, fully transparent report, including the, in sometimes the de- uh, dead person's name because they're dead. There's no privacy concerns about exactly what happened. So why there's no such thing? This is why what I'm trying to say is this, is that the Second Amendment is so weirdly placed because it, to me is this, the founding fathers knows the courts is also just one branch of the government. The judges abuse their power. Nothing can stop them. And this is what I'm trying to say, the gun violence in general and the violence like what I'm citing, talking about today, it's just an indication that our justice system is corrupt. It's not here to maintain justice. It's here just to satisfy the need of the privileged. At the same time, keep the minimum need to be done to keep the public, the people, quiet, obedient. I completely agree with that. Um, I guess, like, just breezing through some of these links that you posted from other very similar murders... Um, gets to part of what I was talking about as well, as far as like, well, what was the motivation for this particular murder? Um, Correct. What was the what was the the reason for how it's being covered in a very like kid gloves way? Where if you read the local articles, a couple of them don't mention the divorce filings. The few that do will mention it like three or four, you know, three quarters or four fifths of the way through the article. They'll mention that the wife had just filed for divorce pretty recently um, and that her mother was staying with the family for support. um, And that's why she was also murdered. 
and um and then immediately after saying that she filed for divorce it's it, it'll say that like the chief of police and the mayor and the you know whoever other people are investigating this they'll say well we can't say that that had any any reason um and any impact in this case at all and if you look at all these other uh cases not all of them but just a few of the ones that you can look at uh from the new york post um from the delaware online from the another one from the new york post one from usa today uh these are just a few that i've had just a second to glance at um they also show that it's the husband that is it's murdering the rest of the family and i do think that it's because there is a there is a problem where a lot of men have an expectation that they can control their families um and i think like this is i think you can call this femicide right like oh yes yes i actually yes it's a very common no it's not it's not i will tell you no it's not actually i have said earlier is that this in this kind of a behavior like i said it's quite a lot just for the first week of 2023 you got two incidents already Mm -hmm. right and like i said i'm not like an expert collecting that myself i just know these things happen and i happen to uh, know a guy who wrote a book about this so wait, kind of what thing. Are you disi- I, what are you disagreeing with me about? I didn't understand which which part you said. No, it's not. What I believe is that what you have done so far is pretty much believing what mainstream media is telling you. No, I'm not. What I okay? Then I'm going to tell you that what I'm disagreeing with is that I just I think the the fact that there's a lack of investigation what truly happened. Well, sure. Yeah, I agree that. Right? That's so a, because a, I, uh, I used to, yeah, I used this example, Sandy Hook as, as an example. Everybody is, is talking about the kids killed in the elementary school in Sandy Hook, but they never discussed this. The first victim of Adam Lanza is his mother. Hey, wait, Peter, can you back Adam, up? My, uh, my uh-huh. internet cut out for a second. The last no thing problem. I heard was that they talk about no. how you, you talked about how Sandy Hook gets a lot of coverage. This no, no, it's not. not. It's not. No, no, no. I'm talking about in the Sandy Hook situation. A lot yeah. of coverage is only about the elementary school. They never talk about yeah. the fact that the very first victim is not the elementary school. It's the mother of the shooter. The mother of the shooter is asleep. Yeah. The shooter shoot her, not in elementary school, in her own home, in his own home. Yeah. So let me repeat. So not this person Peter, a, not interrupting Peter, but is your point that this is this is a troubled, sick human being in the sick society and not a monster? And we don't want to think about the person. Why would you kill your? You could be a monster. And, I don't know. Yeah, what I'm my point is this is that this, what I'm trying to say is this: the mainstream media, the government has their own agenda. When the when the actual event, the factual background is not in sync what they want to promote they suppress hunter biden story is not a good story for the government's interest for the deep state's interest it must suppress the shooting of adam lancer's own mother by adam lancer before going to the elementary school to shoot another 26 kids is an inconvenient truth behind it like i said already i know for fact that the, one of the person criminally responsible for what happened is in New Zealand, 
New Zealand, you can check, does not have an extradition treaty with the United States. I don't know why. I just know that guy went there. He still lives there. Yeah. Could it? Uh, no, I'm saying not because I have a conspiracy. I'm just saying these right. are all selective things that government do. Right? right. The selecting this mainstream media do to control your mind. Because Andrew, hey, really they quickly. want you to think gun violence, the second amendment is bad for you. Okay, bad for no, our country. That's not what I that's not what I think, but Peter. I, they, they I, want to I convince the public. Agree with, I, I agree mm-hmm. with you. But just really quickly I want to pause this conversation and mm-hmm. actually get back to the really, really petty, immature fighting that's going on in the chat. Um, this happens in a lot of chats. A lot of the same people are like the repeat offenders. Um, it's completely, I mean, it's childish. I already said that. It's it's yep. completely a waste of your time to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we do need to talk to Colin. If somebody has blocked somebody else, they should not be able to mention them, direct message them, go into their rooms that they are hosting. I think if, um, if you know, say, say, Peter, you're hosting this room. I assume you have not blocked almost anybody. So no, I don't block anywhere. Any sure. I don't mm-hmm. either. I don't either. But mm. I'm just saying that assume that you have not um, blocked anyone and people who have blocked each other come into your room. That's fine. They can come into your room. But to take up, I mean, literally 98% or more of the actual written messages in the chat with just interpersonal fights that have already been going on um, is just completely stupid. It, it yes. blows my let mind me, let, how much yes. You know what, though? <laughs> on that point, Peter, you know what the problem is? If you block someone from all your stuff on call-in, if you're a speaker on anyone's show, okay. block anybody from let me. Let me look at my Chinese calendar. Let me propose a Chinese New Year truth. So truth meaning we're going to start fighting in fight, right? So like I said, call-in is a great ecosystem. We are all victims of mainstream media and the government breaking law. So how about I propose a Chinese New Year truth by the 22nd of January, which, which will be the you know, Chinese New Year. We will, anyone who are blocking anyone, they should unblock. Peter, Peter, call on Jonathan. Make Jonathan a speaker. Jonathan's in the chat. He's got a real good explanation why that won't work. Please. No, no, let me just ask everyone, if you have ever blocked anyone on call-in for, you know, let's call this a Chinese New Year truth, by January the 22nd, which you have actually have uh, two weeks to think through whether you are, you know, whether we are building up a, a healthy ecosystem, uh, ecosystem for, you know, unobstructed opinions about society, about the future of this, where this country should go to. Towards, you know, let's just unblock everyone. Let's just have give, give everybody a second chance. How's that? Whether they're guilty or not. I don't block stop, anyone. I've never time. blocked anyone, but good luck with that. It's just not, I don't. I, like I always okay. said, you know, mm-hmm, go ahead. Uh, at the go very ahead. least, can we encourage people by Chinese New Year to just stop bitching at each other? Yeah, um, true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it's just the most annoying um, shit. And I, I do hope that I think instead of um, I mean, yes, I do encourage people to actually, you know, grow up a little bit and stop, you know, DMing people lifelong um, 
lists of grievances and and you know PhD dissertation length essays on on problems that they have with other people or you. Uh, but I really think the main fix needs to be Collins block feature needs to be functional. It's currently not functional for mm-hmm. a number of reasons. But anyways, that's yeah. all I have to say about that. Oh, I, I'm, I do have more really thoughts about the the Utah murders and the other murders you brought up. But um, Lance, I know you did have two other points earlier. I would love to just channel Nader on a general point. You're talking about mainstream media. I just ran across, and by the way, you know, there's a reason. I have a theory as to why Chris Hedges and Richard Wolf, they're on these lefty shows, you know, you know, now and again. Last week, Nader was on Bree's show. He's not on there much because he does things like he did with the Harvard Law students at Harvard to the law students. He said, you're all bringing brainwashed to be tools of the government. If you don't break out from everything you've been taught, you're going to continue to be even the ones that are, he, I mean, he literally was ripping them apart. The very audience he was talking to. That's Ralph Nader. He, he punches. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's my theory. But here's what he said. He said, he talked to folks and says, what do you think about this issue? Homelessness or uh, a perfect example, Peter, would be the courts. And I think you're going to agree with this point he made. Yeah, or about any of these things, and people say, "Well, it's about homelessness, about you know the poor people that are that are starving, and it's about and there's a lot of it's about the people that are incarcerated." He says, "Every issue you talk about, the mainstream media, they'll let you have sympathy for these." He talked about justice versus charity. He says, "I'm all for charity, but that's all you're going to see through the mainstream media to be charitable to the victims, and we're not going to talk about how the corporations have controlled things that cause all of these problems. We will only talk." about ameliorating the symptoms of the people that have been messed with of that are screwed, which is all of us. Uh, we will not do the justice part. You will never hear the mainstream media talk about the reasons for it. They'll talk about charity all the time. They will never talk about the justice and that the fact that every one of these problems is directly caused by corporate takeover of our lives. That's number one. Right? That's what we're hearing. And that's journalism 101. Right. Mm-hmm. You could you could report. Right, Peter, you could report the news exactly, you know, neutral, not just he said, she said, not even in a bad way, completely neutral. All you got to do is cover the stories that you want to cover and you could cover them 100 percent professionally and just ignore the stories you don't want to cover. And that's censorship just as bad as, you know, telling people not to, you know. Yep. Again, like, you know, I you know people who have called in on my show know you know, having this show criticizing the impartial, uh, the partiality and the prejudice displayed by our courts, I myself has to be very much even-handed, absolutely even-handed. I will never take sides. You know, I will always willing to listen to your stories and uh, your opinions. You know, and uh, but I will not take sides. Basically, I will have my take on things and. Uh, and uh, you know, you know, and that's just you know my my basic mode of operation. I I'm not going to deviate from that. So once again, you know, for the sake of Chinese New Year, let's have a Chinese New Year truth. So unblock whoever you blocked, give them the second chance for all the wrongs they did. Okay, it's not because of any religion. Okay, it's not because then just you know just for chronically for for that purposes. So uh, what else? Uh, Okay, so let me take William and Brady. So, and then I think we can call it a day for today. 
Okay, I'm I'm up for that New Year's thing. I'm presently blocked. I can't call into any Rich's room. Rich, the great conversation, whatever they call that room. Snarf, um, just to name a few. I have unblocked people. I gave them people another shot, let them talk, and then when I wanted to express a view, they hung up on me. And they know who they are. So I've not, not, not let let yeah, me say, yeah. like a Seinfeld, there's a Christmas for all of us. Like it's a right. what's the lens? Uh, Festivus, whatever. Okay, so let, let me, let's make it. Uh, let, let let's make this uh, Chinese New Year a uh, a uh, 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 truth for all uh, blocking and uh, uh, and let, let you know. Let's just you know begin anew. How's that? Okay, Andrew. <clears throat> Andrew, I've talked to you quite a bit. I think we have. Exchanges, we don't always agree on everything. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Have you had an issue yeah. with me? Um, I mean, I don't really want to even participate in this conversation. The point I'm trying to make is Andrew you, and I get along fine. Similarly, you hash that out similarly with Peter, but and yeah, sure, we we generally tend to get along fine. But again, Thank I feel you. like this is still like an extension of other arguments going on. And I, I mean, well, I do appreciate the fact that you get like piled on a lot. Right? Thank you. I can, I can say that that is a very fair assessment. Um, but I, I also think like, I would encourage you to, to not assume that every, every single time that a conversation goes awry or somebody refuses to engage, that it's only because the topics are controversial. I mean, we all, on any given day can be abrasive. That's all I'll say. I think you are you are definitely on the receiving end of a lot of shit from people that seems over the top. Um, I mean, there's right, like right. three, three, three people in the chat all, all this whole episode um, trashing you. Um, Thank you. When that's nothing to do with what we're talking about on the show today. Right, and, and I appreciate you sharing that. So all I'm trying to say is I, I appreciate talking to you there's a lot of good people in calling like peter that i talk to i don't have problems with i i'm fully on board with this new year's thing i'd like to be unblocked now the problem is people don't want to talk about clearly and even peter has difficulty maybe he'll do a room on it on the legal and statutory issues regarding the the civil actions in Sandy Hook. For some reason, that's untouchable, where it should be something we're all concerned about based on our rights of free speech, rights to bear arms, rights to advocate for bearing arms, our rights to due process equal under the law. Those are important things. Would you, well, you don't have to agree on my position, but can you, don't most, they are vitally important in our court system that those things be maintained according to the law and the federal case laws and the statutes. Is that un, unreasonable to talk about? Well, uh, William, again, uh, I have told you my passion about uh, what happened in Sandy Hook and all that. All right. So uh, I don't want to exclude any uh, opportunity to talk about this topic at all. Okay. Uh, but but do, do keep in mind this. Uh, my, my show, you know, I did a Kennedy... <laughs> Space Center version talking about white privilege in space, right? It's right. already deviated quite a bit. Okay, I deviate quite a bit on that because it's not a a a, a legal. Uh, it's not an administration of a justice anymore. It's more of a, you know, some historic things, and uh, you know, and uh, 
And I always try to stay in my own lane because I always want to talk about case because there's a lot of good ones. Like, 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 as you know, Chief Judge, uh, Chief Justice John Roberts already said in his annual report that he feared the physical safety for his justices. I would say, duh, that's not a surprise because when you go after other people's uh, liberty interest, then your liberty interest will be at risk. You know, there's a lot to talk about in, uh, uh, just on this topic all by itself. You know, and so I I hope you will for, forgive me, but I will be more than happy to participate when you set up your own room to discuss this. And I would love okay. to have a, a women, for example, to you know and uh, you know uh, 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 competing opinions because you know I'm I, I'm a believer in competition, fair competition of ideas. Okay, so yes, so right. It's what the case brings up. This is my point, and I think it's vital we t- discuss it if we expect to have any civil mm-hmm. rights in the courts or freedom of speech going forward. It's a, yep. it's a very important. Thank okay. you. Yep, I, I appreciate it. So let me take a Brady and uh, then let, let's call it a day. Amen, Peter. Thank you so much for putting up with all of our American nonsense, dude. <laughs> hey, I'm American too. I, I live with this <laughs> nonsense, no problem. Nonsense is a part of it. all again, in some way or another? Yeah, diversity, diversity is great about this country. I have no problem whatsoever. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so I'd just like to address some of Andrew's criticisms. I think he criticized um, William for or he criticized people for taking up too much space in the chat with maybe stuff that wasn't pertinent to the topic of the show. And uh, I would just like to maybe mention that that's kind of what the chat is for. You know what I mean? So we can like hash out yep. ideas and like get yes, all the nonsense out down there instead of taking up space up here on stage where the actual show is. And you also criticized William for staying not being on topic of the show kind of going off the topic of the show and i felt like you spent a lot of your turn speaking to actually criticize someone for being stupid and annoying and i was wondering who that might be yeah so i i, I mean great point i want to, to make two points on my own I, i'm glad you bring it up uh, uh brady yeah. okay so there's two things i want to bring it up one is that uh i have mentioned about this uh I was very, I'm very saddened to see that how much goodwill each one of us hold within ourselves towards each other domestically. Internationally, I always want to know how much goodwill each country, each people of that country hold within themselves towards other countries and other people. I believe this world will be a much better world if we hold, always hold a good will towards each other. America is great because again, I'm traveling in my van, right? Living in my van. When I run into a stranger, I find out this, regardless of the, of his or her color, he's always nice to me. I'm being serious. I, I didn't tell him or her, of course, what I do on the calling. I don't tell him what kind of work I do. I'm just a fellow traveler. They're all very nice to me. They always have an automatic goodwill towards each other. You know, I want all of you just to think that way. When you chat, when you do whatever, okay? That's how I do it, you know, because I feel that it's less stressful. It's more, you know, enjoyable, first thing. Second, I personally, for myself, I can speak for myself. I don't care about, I do not object nasty comments 
I will name names here. Okay, he's called he's a his handle is Greg G R E G. Okay, he once listening he posted a chat in the chat room say your content is boring. You're just repeating yourself. That's why nobody's listening to you. That's what he said. I use that statement as a constructive feedback for my own performance. I am aware of the fact I did not graduate from journalism. I have a so, bachelor degree in social sciences, and I have an engineering degree, and I have an MBA. But I'm not a, in theatrics. I'm not good looking. Trust me on that. I'm as ugly as Costco Grammer when he's smoking cigar. Lance knows what I'm talking about. You know, he will say, Jerry, look away. I'm hideous. I will say the same thing to you all. But I don't mind Greg post that comment. And I will not block him because he did that. Okay, so that's the two points I want to make. Go ahead, Brady. And I'm going to take Lance, and then that, let, let, let's call it a day. How I was just going to mention that you have one of the best shows on Colin, certainly the most pertinent and germane shows, I think, on Colin. I, I love it. You're doing a fantastic job, and you're so willing to learn. It's inspiring. I, like, I honestly want to be more like you. <laughs> Thank you. And, and, I'm, going to uh, I'm, going to I'm going to change you to make some folks to make some folks. Ah, you have. Yeah, you've absolutely yes. inspired okay. me to do so. It's, Let it's, me know. DM me when you're ready. I will listen in. You know, I will grab uh, yes. I will grab Jenny back with you guys, okay? <laughs> Let's recruit more musical talents, you know, and uh, that's yeah, the musical platform. I have a few already written, and I'm going to start pumping them out in your honor, in honor of Peter and this great show. And Andrew, um, you mentioned um, some rather megalomaniacal solutions to uh, – the whole uh, harassment problem. And I was wondering what you think might be more annoying, like a direct message and call in or not being able to call into a show. What would you consider to be more annoying? Well, I said that I said that the ban or block function is not functional, partly because it does that. If anybody's in a room um, who has someone else blocked. I know what you said, Andrew, you're repeating yourself. That wasn't my question. That wasn't my question, Andrew. You're repeating yourself. Uh, do you remember my question? Okay. I do remember your question, Brady. Are you going to be a prick or are you going to let me talk? I'm, I'm happy let, to let, 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 so let, let Andrew talk. I think, talk. I think the ban or block function should mean that you don't get to mention That's the not person who's blocked you in the chat. You don't get to, to send them direct messages. Because you can do that when someone has blocked you right now. But the, the problematic part of the block that actually has a function is that you can't call into any room where someone's a speaker who has blocked you. Um, and I feel like that's like the least functional thing that you could have, especially absent the other parts of it. Uh, if you want me to comment to your binary question, which oh, that's a much more, annoying, yeah, that's a much more balanced uh, I mean, I and guess, nuanced objective. I, I appreciate uh, you making that, that change to your well, that's actually, philosophy. That's actually exactly what I said earlier, Brady. I just don't think you were listening. I hope, to what I said. I hope I misunderstood you. I, re I really hope that I did misunderstand. Well, Peter you. publishes his episodes if I'm correct. So go ahead and you sure check does. again. Yeah, I, yeah, I hope so I was wrong. Exactly. About that, yeah. Yeah. So uh, once again, you know, I, uh, it wasn't an answer to my uh, question, but you know, I'm still. Yeah, I, you know, I appreciate that you I, changed oh, your. Oh, what was your question? Which one's more annoying? Yeah, the question was, what do you think is more annoying? Uh, a direct message from someone you have blocked on Colin, or not being able to call into a show that you're passionate it's about because someone one. has you blocked. It's the second one. There you okay. go, Brady. Thank answer you. Answer to your all. question. That's it. I, I thought, the I second one, because I, I can ignore people's direct messages. 
Yeah, you notice how long it took you to answer that question? Um, yeah, it, uh, you know, know what? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> well, hey, at, at least uh, Andrew answered that question. So let's move on. Okay. So like I said, let's let's yeah. have good wills towards all. This show, I think I, I, I think that's a perfect conclusion right there, Peter. You've done a, a great job putting up with our nonsense. I wish we could have stuck to the point of the show. It meant a yeah. lot to me. I really appreciate the epiphanies that I had today just listening to you and the ideas you contributed to my idea without me even asking you to. So I mean, and then after I, I, I asked you. No, no, I appreciate you. So Lance, I do not know what question you asked me, so I ha- I'm forced to make you the next caller. So ask me away. Yeah, look, I have, believe it or not, it's loud. I'm not. Oh, you know, I have this reputation, right? Whatever, good, great, beautiful, wonderful. <laughs> I like they say, I am what I am, and that's a sweet potato. Ah. But as far as William, this is not a personal attack to him. God love him. Bless his heart, as the uh, ladies of Texas like to say, okay? But personally, when I hear someone say, but the Holocaust, it wasn't that real. It really wasn't it up. Or when someone says Sandy Hook is a conspiracy, whatever else is true, it offends me. It hurts me. It does in a small way. And it makes me think about these grieving families and all that. So that's why William would... You know, with all due respect, I, I, that, 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 it's a repulsive, it's a repulsive response that I have. It's, it's literally in a way nauseating when I hear people say it's fake. It's a, it's, or that the Holocaust is fake. I don't care whether it's six million people or whether it's 26. Now that's just my, that's just my personal take on what he's saying. So not a personal take. I hear you. I hear you. So, so offensive that needs to stop. Anytime I'm around that talk about it, I got to go away immediately because I can't want to. I hear you. So let me let me uh, chime in here a little bit. So uh, I'm not disagreeing with Lance to start with. Okay, Uh, I felt that uh, if we are all grown ups, when part of the being grown up is that how do you live with uh, some inconvenience or pain? that you're going to experience. I'm just, you know, as you age, you, you know, I might be overweight. I'm just as example. So my knee may hurt a little bit. So it's, I know it's something I cannot cure because uh, it, I'm aging. Therefore, I need to learn how to live with a certain a level, tolerable level of pain. Maybe even an insult reminding me I'm getting old, right? So, Whatever people say about me being negative or positive, you know, especially when they're negative, yes, it will cause some pain. It will cause uh, some intellectual insult for whatever you want to call it, right? But I think it's my job as a grown-up to learn how to live with it and prosper despite of it. So this is why, this is the approach I'm going to take. Uh, no, I, uh, William, uh, I respect William because he lives in Connecticut. Sandy Hook is in Connecticut. If he said something uh, that uh, some other people saying, such as, uh, you know, whoever saying, there is some weight, not not an overwhelming weight. There's some weight of truth in that. I have to take that. But like I said, I have told William many times, Sandy Hook is one of the story I intend to cover. I have said earlier. I believe the one person who is criminally responsible for Sandy Hook is in New Zealand. I intend to expose this person. I'm being serious. I'm in healthcare. One of my three children has autism. The reported killer of Sandy Hook has autism in his youth. So I'm personally 
interested in pursuing more. So let truth come out eventually. Let okay. not to let, let us not to like a, uh, hold grudges against each other for some for some things that we said to each other. I want to end on a positive note, Peter's about the music and and and, and but you do stuff on the courts now. What? Mm-hmm. How would you do a show? Just to, just to end with this, I want to end positive. Um, your uh, uh, how would you do a show? I'll just be a speaker. I'm not trying to horn in on your show, right? But I think it'd be fun. I want to do stuff that involves, like, involving people, like, if we did, oh, like, I'm not saying do this, right? But like a film, uh, like a book club, we'll do a film club. It's so much easier, right? You don't have to read a whole book. You just watch a movie for 90 minutes. It doesn't have to be a long film. And everybody talks about it the next week. And after they go online, everything's free on Google, you know? And it could be fun. Like Groucho, like Mark Brothers movies are very political as well mm-hmm. as being hilarious. They were one of the mm-hmm. first to do real strong satire, parody, and move, blah, 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 whatever. But how would mm-hmm. you do? Do you think, do you think the idea, we could talk later, I gotta go. Uh, I'm gonna hang up and all that. I'll listen for a minute, then I gotta go do the rest of my day before my Eagles game start. Now, what I'm saying is though, <laughs> what do you think about a show where around your theme, generally, we would have people listen to even on the show while it's playing, not a movie, but like three or four or five minute songs that aren't just folk songs that might be rock and roll songs and not just protest goofy ass, uh, you know, my generation won't get fooled, but really interesting, like commentary on shit. This I know I can come up yes. with something and then have people <laughs> talk idea. about See, it. See, this is great. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. So let, let me do this. I, I want to thank you, Lance, also for, you know, uh, like I said, I always like you. I always, you know, we, we disagree on things too, right? Just like William. I want to say this. Let's, let me end this today's show. Let, let me end the show today. It's a Chinese New Year. Oh, by the show. way, the Let's Patriots end. tied it up. Third quarter, 14. Woo-hoo! I have to go back. I have to show my loyalty to, to Patriots. So, Let's call this a Chinese New Year truth. Within two weeks, let's find out who you're blocking. Let's unblock. Okay. Let's start this Chinese New Year holding tons of goodwills to each, towards each other. Not a single ill will because the ill will is not just bad for others, it's bad for yourself. How's that? So, 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 and I want this kind of discussion. I enjoy it. Next episode, Sunday, I'm going to talk about, uh, 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 Al Sharpton. Demanding appointing black judges on the more black judges in Delaware, and uh, Chief Justice John Roberts' annual report about justice in America. I think there's a lot of jokes and hypocrisy in that. So please join me uh, again uh, next Sunday. And uh, again, appreciate everyone. William, sorry, I cannot take.